episode 504 of the LeakCast podcast. I'm your host, Nick the King Cooper. Joining me is Aiden Frost Rockarts. Hey, how's it going? And Colton Blue Basket Sweat. Nick, I think you forgot to mention this is LeakCast After Dark. <laughs> is it LeakCast After Dark? What no, it's just a little bit dark? later than usual. That's 7.30. 7.30 is oh, After true. Dark. Street oh, I see. <laughs> I mean, it depends on where you are, man. If you're up, up north that's like true. Aiden, it might be dark by now. It's very that's dark, true. actually. Yeah, see? Geography. Um, <laughs> So yeah, on this episode, we've got a couple new patrons. Uh, we've still got a sponsor that we'll, we'll be talking about. Uh, we've got some LeeCast news, a little bit of new news. Uh, we don't have any stories. Uh, but then we'll talk about the uh, worlds in the GamerCraft Competitive League section and uh, close it out with Roundtable and some mail fight. Uh, we talk about the sponsors and then our week. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So before we get into uh, our weeks and what else is going on, we want to thank... Our sponsor for today's episode, GamerCraft, uh, been sponsoring us for a few weeks now. And um, if you're unfamiliar, GamerCraft is the competitive hub for gamers of all skill levels. Uh, they have the ultimate goal of bridging the gap between pro and amateur scenes by providing premier competitive experiences otherwise not available for the everyday gamer. They run daily skill-adjusted tournaments with over $40,000 in monthly cash prizes, taking the competitive tournament experience to the next level. Um, they've got anti-cheat technology, looking out for smurfs, people account sharing, and just any vague cheating. Uh, they've got a matchmaking AI, fully automated tournaments that build the brackets, report your wins and losses, and send out prizes, all automatic. Um, and then they also have live tournament support in case any of that stuff is experiencing hiccups. All you have to do is sign up. Uh, on the GamerCraft app. You'll download the app, enter code LeagueCast when you do that, and you will get a free $2. Um, I know they just updated their tournament model a little bit, uh, and you were telling us um, they now have a system where you can uh, play in free tournaments to then get credits, which you can use to, to buy your way into paid tournaments. Yeah, um, so exactly. It's a, yeah, it's a pretty so, cool system, though, because like, I know a lot of people, like, of course, like, it's hard to justify, like, hey, get your boys together and spend 50 bucks to join a tournament or whatever. Like, it's always, like, a little bit of an issue. But if you, like, play in their free tournaments, you'll have credits, which can be used uh, one-to-one to buy yourself into those paid tournaments mm-hmm. to earn uh, cash prizes and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. So if you see, you know, oh, hey, there's, a, there's like, a big, you know, maybe $5,000 prize pool tournament with a, you know, $10 per player buy. And I, I, I don't know if those numbers yeah. are accurate. Yeah. Um, you know. Maybe grind out a couple ARAM tournaments to get enough credits to buy your way in yeah, uh, if sure. you don't want to risk your real dollar dues. But you can get $2 off the bat for free. Just get into the GamerCraft app with code LEADCAST. Um, and again, thank you so much for your sponsorship, GamerCraft. Hell yeah. Awesome. Uh, Aiden, how was your week? My week was great. I played some ranked. I've been playing a little bit of flex queue. Um, very much understand why they're removing uh, all chat based on playing flex queue. Uh, every single time I Spoilers. win lane, they tell me I'm only master tier because I play Tom Kench. Uh, it's fucking gold. Which is true. It's true. It's always <laughs> just a gold or a plat player. Who I just Aiden, it's true though. I just it's... shit on in lane because they have no idea how to play against my character and no idea how to pilot their own fucking character. And then they mm-hmm. go, your character's OP. That's like why you're that elo. Like I played against a fucking Greg is top. Greg is phase rush top. If you guys ever played against a phase rush, Greg is top. It it's is the, it's impossible to train against. Interactive stuff. Yeah. Because yeah, all you do is you fucking E, 
sorry, you, you like, sorry, W, like get your fucking drunk up, E into them and Q, and then you proc phase rush while they're being knocked back, you run out of the fight. And they have mm -hmm. zero way to trade into you. It's impossible. As long as they hit the E, they, they you can't trade on them. Uh, and you know what he did zero times in lane for the first 15 minutes? Proc that combo. <laughs> uh, and then he said, my character's OP. And that's why I'm <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. It's just, it's crazy. It's fucking just wild that like people mm -hmm. tell you shit when they're, they obviously, like I played against a Riven player. And once again, I'm not shitting on lower ELO players, but we have a Riven one trick, a gold Riven one trick. Who's just like zero ten in lane versus me complaining that my character's OP. I built chains, built full counter items into her. And it's, the reality is she can't pilot Riven at the level that she needs to to be able to be playing Riven into the matchup. Uh, and it, it sucks to hear that, but if you're going to fucking talk shit in all chat, then I'm, I'm fucking talking it back. Uh, and that's why they're removing all chat. <laughs> yeah. But, um, uh, I mean, Aiden, they, they are correct in saying that you're only master tier because you're abusing OP Tom Kench. I mean, yeah. look look back at how many other times you hit uh, hit and maintained master tier without playing Tom Kench. Hmm? Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> it's funny because I was... Did I, was I D1 before the Tom Kench rework or was I only D2? I don't remember. I uh, think you were D1. And then I you had hit masters prior with your yeah, Mordekaiser with... Blitzcrank. <laughs> um, but but it's just no, so yeah, funny, man. Yeah, and I found it funny. I watched a little bit of your stream, um, like your first game, where <laughs> you played against Vayne, who hardest counter multiple, in the second hardest counter in the game, who on multiple occasions ate your telegraphed W. Like <laughs> you were there in vision, you W. She sees the entire animation channel, and she gets hit yeah. by it. Like if you were a character with a hundred movement speed and no mobility. Like, yeah. no dashes, you should still be able to dodge that. If you're vain and have a tumble, like, there's not a chance that should ever hit you blind. Like, yeah. She was at least nice, though, because, like, uh, like I 10 owed her in lane as Tom Kench, which mm -hmm, shouldn't mm -hmm. happen. That is a counter matchup. Uh, and her teammate went, fucking shit vain or something like that. And I said, counter matchup, smiley face. And then Vayne just said, yeah, sad face. And I was like, oh. Oh. <laughs> she obviously only picked it because she knew it was good into it, um, which that's a reason why boys just play stuff you're comfortable with because yeah. you'll just do better on it than trying to pick yeah. counters. Um, mm -hmm. But Unless either it's way, Poppy into you, like Fiora Riven, <laughs> yeah. those things. Just pick Poppy, it's fine. Yeah. But uh, either way, like, I, I definitely like got my fill of like why all chat is stable i bet i bet like chat at lower elos and league is just like way more rough i feel like those like people at like lower elos are just just talk way more um mm -hmm. but anyways that, that's kind of uh, my week uh, here, here's <laughs> a quick pitch for you this is almost yeah. a guaranteed guffaw do, mm -hmm. do you think if riot mines like chat and all chat at all elos and they trained an ai chatbot at each division do you think mm -hmm. you could tell what rank the chatbot was? Ooh. Like, like oh. if they took all bronze chat and fed it into a chatbot, <laughs> and then all diamond chat and put it in I'm a gonna... chatbot, and all challenger and put it into a chatbot, and you interacted with that chatbot, do you think you could tell which rank? I'm going to say, I, I think I could get it within plus or minus one. Yeah. I, I think I could tell if a bot was between, like, plat and master. A fanatic actually has a... Fnatic has a video series that they do. I'm not sure if you guys know about that, where um, they get their pro players to watch a replay, like a, a like a clip, a highlight clip from like someone, and they have to guess what ELO it was played in. <laughs> uh, it's like a good idea, but that's funny. yeah, that, uh, but, that sounds fun. 
Yeah, either way, the only thing I have, I have on my plate now is that I need to maintain Master Tier. I figured out that if I have 10 games banked on November, on, uh, November 5th, I will be Master Tier. Uh, that is Ooh. a long way of way, though, so we'll see. I would love to hit yeah. it. I would love to be Master That'd Tier. Be but sick. It's spooky. I gotta, I'm running out of time to get out of flat. <laughs> yeah. It's how I rough. felt last year. Yeah. yeah. Hey, we can all rotate through. Next year, I'll be the platinum player. I'll take the the break. What a sure. fucking stumble that would be, huh? <laughs> wow. Yeah. What if they delete Tom Kench and Aiden falls to platinum, <laughs> and everyone who talks shit is like, "I was right." Yeah. Um, <laughs> what about your week, the week though, Colton? Yeah. Uh, so my week, um, pretty much right after the uh, podcast Wednesday night, uh, Rachel and I started getting ready. Um, we went up to her family's new farm in Tennessee, uh, so I spent uh, a long weekend there. Uh, they got uh, some goats, some horses, a cow, uh, so saw a bunch of animals, walked around. It was pretty hot and humid there, but it was still a really good time. Um, so I was without internet for the majority of the weekend, which... Uh, Unlucky. You know, unlucky, indeed. I couldn't, even, I couldn't even follow up with like Discord threads. Mm-hmm. Um, I was I was completely out of range of cell service, internet, anything. Wow. Um, but coming Sounds back, like a bad farm. Sh- huh? Huh? What? <laughs> I think I'm just kidding. Uh, I streamed a little bit Tuesday night. Um, did not go super well. A lot of those games just felt terrible. Uh, but hopefully, gonna get some more solo queue in this week. And uh, obviously try to climb back up to Diamond before it's too late and I get called a, a washed-up plat player. Do uh, you think Rachel is going to see a side of you that you didn't want to expose her to? Um, that is the, the Colton that plays 16 hours a day <laughs> to, to hit that, that will hit Diamond if it ends him. Um, I don't think that that'll be entirely necessary. And it would be tough to hit that because, like, with work and other things, mm-hmm. like, I, I, it would just be really hard for me to, like, be that version of me. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Um, but that like, version does exist, but it's not coming out is what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And especially also with just, like, like the hobgoblin <laughs> and and, like, working on the condo as well. It's like... Oh, that's true. Mm-hmm. I, I just... As much as, you know, there is still a gremlin inside of me that says, if I don't play 20 games of solo queue a day, something's wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, we're, we're keeping that gremlin in this cage right now. Fair enough. Um, but that's that's my week, I suppose. So, Nick, <laughs> I'll hand it over to you. Yo, I've played two games to prevent decay. I lost one and won one uh, with a dodge in between. So I think I'm even... I think I ended 45 points which is where I started, uh, which I'll take. At this point, I'm just trying to avoid uh, uh, avoid decay. Um, I don't know if I'll push for much higher. I'd like to, but I also enjoy playing other games at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, still been playing through Final Fantasy XIV uh, just a little bit this week. But I've played a lot of uh, RuneScape. The group Iron Man came out, and I've been pretty excited to uh, to play that. Um, it's, been, uh, it's been fun trying to, like play the game a way that I've never experienced before and it is hard way harder than I thought it was going to be um so that's been that's been fun you should at least nick um sometime after the 18th which is like the minimum that you'd have for decay uh with four weeks by the way uh just Mm -hmm. like 
spend a day where you just spam until you're either d1 or like d20 yeah that'd be like a good way of doing it and then like yeah if if you hit either of those two things you like just call it because then you're good for decay yeah Mm -hmm. i think that's what i'll end up doing um you said the 18th right october 18th 18th would be yeah you're two you're four weeks away it's like you're four games or whatever so yeah that's what i'll do i'll uh i'll hold off until you know i hit d20 or or do we do we get a nick cooper stream for that uh maybe i haven't streamed in a long time and i feel like i'm a bad streamer i i feel like i ignore chat a lot of the time uh and i make really weird faces i think although maybe that's a good <laughs> maybe that's a good stream i just play really poorly and shout at the at the teammates that i have so that's fair we'll that's why that. aiden gets more views than me is because he's not toxic no, it's because i play lower elo me. games and then just stomp my lane and people like seeing people do well <laughs> yeah that's crazy actually um but yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe I'll see what uh, what the Trevor boosting services are up to. You should at Dude, least try it though, Nick. Just because, like, I I don't think ending D two fifty or ending D two zero. Yeah, fucking, I, yeah. Like no one sees that and they're like, oh, this guy was only D two zero, fucking mm-hmm. pussy. Like, I think it only used to matter in D one, like yeah, previous, yeah. but before like master and, and GM. Yeah, but, for sure. Yeah, I'll yeah. I'll do that. I'll uh, I'll I'll push after uh, after I'm guaranteed, uh, and and we'll see. I would not recommend the Trevor boosting service. <laughs> That's it crazy not because for me. I think we've lost like one game. Yeah, and like I think I think maybe it's because our playstyles are so different that we kind of balance each other out, mm-hmm. um, and we don't just like all in monkey. Yeah, <laughs> you're not doubling Trevor down on the, the yeah. coin flips. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't even think that we like. I think that there's a lot of similarities and a lot of like very big differences between our play, but like it just for sure does not work. I think we're probably at like a 35% win rate, Oof. honestly, yeah. like in the games we've duoed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is kind of hilarious that you have like, e- even if I, even if I am like a, a legitimate plat four player, like duoing with a master player, yeah. that weird negative win rate. Yeah, and then to like be fair, if, I, if I should be diamond four, it's even more ridiculous. I do think you're playing at a hard, harder elo than I am. <laughs> yeah, but that's it. Uh, awesome. Um, let's move on to the rest of the show. We've got three new patrons. Shout out to Ethan, Fifty Shades of Faker, and Swiggy. Uh, I uh, Fifty Shades of Faker is the Colton memoir that uh, that's coming out pretty soon. Yeah, so, I've been I've been support, working guys. on it for a while, but it's uh, it's gonna be great. <laughs> Thanks for your support. We appreciate it a bunch. Uh, Aiden, do we have any cast news? None really, other than we got to record a patron episode soon, but that will be out before Fathers. the end of the month, I promise. Yeah. Uh, awesome. Let's jump into the uh, the new news slash the rising news slash whatever the last samurai wants to call it. Yeah. Um, so preseason 2022 changes. Aiden, can you guide us through this? this dark and scary uh this dark and scary time that is yeah. preseason. so their preseason video is an 11 minute fucking gargantuan video it's broken into a bunch of sections the first section titled new champion balance which a lot of people are having problem with <laughs> because Ooh. i think their very first statement in the video i should i should pull put on the captions is um that they think that their recent releases have all been pretty balanced and not had overloaded kits uh Overall, they think I, that they've... they've I, um, I remember seeing that. Maybe I did watch this. <laughs> um, and then, like, immediately after their statement is that uh, characters like Samira are released with overloaded kits, uh, like being able to dash to allies, but they've pulled those back, which I think both those statements can exist, just to let you know. Uh, I'm not one of those people that's like, you said this? How, how 
can you say that? Because I think what they mean is that overall they do a really good job of, in yeah. their minds, keeping character kits balanced. But in the cases where they haven't, uh, Irelia, for example, or um, Samira this year, uh, they've managed to pull them back to what they feel like is a balanced state, which I think is a fine way to look at the game uh, or look at their balanced philosophy. But either way, yeah. they've talked about that. They think overall it's going to go well, and they, they're hoping to keep uh, more characters like balanced in like a, f- a fun for the game. Um, next is the uh, preseason item of runes. They talk about how they're going to be adding like those new mythics and stuff that we talked about. Um, sounds pretty fun for the most part. I, I don't really know how those will play out. Not really like a ton of t- talk about. They also talk about preseason bounties. Um, so preseason, sorry, pre- not preseason. Um, season 2022 bounties which are going to be objective bounties meaning when you're behind you can come back into the game with a bounty for taking a baron taking a turret whatever and these are going to be like i think overall this is actually like really really good um i think that as long as it's tuned correctly this will be the best bounty system they've introduced i think minion bounties are a little bit fucking schwacky um yeah bounties make sense uh i think objective bounties will make a ton of sense because not only uh, is it like a team objective that you're doing together to come back into the game? But also, it fucking actually uh, introduces more like combat, more fighting into the game. If if your way of coming back into the game is getting Baron, guess what? You're fucking fighting for that Baron. Like, mm-hmm. I think it's going to be way yeah. more interesting than like minion bounties. Yeah, I was going to say, I like it more than minion bounties. It still seems a little weird. Mainly just coming from the position of it being kill bounties only for, like, the first eight years that I played this game. Yeah. Um, but, like, I was playing... When I was streaming last night, there was a game when I was, like, one in four, but had, like, a 300 gold bounty from minions. And yeah. I was just, like... like that feels They bad. just shut me down and put me to one in five? What? <laughs> so, I mean... I, I think it makes sense actually, for the game. I just, I just think it's, like, frustrating mm-hmm. to play as, I think, like, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, I. That's kind of where I'm at. I, I want to hold off on judgment for, uh, for objective bounties. My gut says, "Ew, I don't like this." But I also don't like most changes that I, I, I like systematic changes that they make to the game. I, I would say, um, I think I have a history of kind of overreacting to some changes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> maybe. Um, Scuttle bus. Harold, by the way. I. Harold to this broken. day I still think players use it in such a dog shit manner. Yeah. It's still wild that there are some Shellys that don't get turrets. Yeah. That's crazy to me. Um or don't get a single charge off. Um mm-hmm. anyway. Uh so I'll hold off a uh, judgment and uh, I won't this guy won't fall quite yet. Um but I'm I, actually I, I'm actually a fan of the minion bounties. I think it makes sense for like certain you know if you're farming really well you know, maybe you're not getting a lot of kills, but you're still, you still have such a large gold lead yeah. on what the average game mm-hmm. or what the average member, a uh, uh, game member has. That I, I think it makes sense. Yeah, it, yeah. from a gameplay perspective, it makes sense because you have more gold, you should be yeah. able to do more with it. Um, and I understand, but like, it just feels like bad that like, oh, I'm literally zero zero zero, and sure. they get five hundred gold for killing me. It does. Yeah. yeah, and I agree with you, Nick. It, it is a good like thing from a balance point of view and i think in isolation it makes a lot more sense where it's like if you are yeah one-on-one in a lane and you're both zero 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 but you got like two plates and you're up 40 cs it's like okay yeah you're you know you are crushing that lane and and giving you a bounty does kind of make sense um but it's it's those weird situations like in my case where 
I died several times early game and then just like played super safe split and farm 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 and it's like I was one in four with a 300 gold bounty and it's like I don't even have really assist like that that was you know the that weird ones that's frustrating. It, it, it can become that yeah um I think objective bounties yeah can I I, I want to see how it's done I think the biggest thing is that like it needs to be big enough to make it worth fighting for and like impactful but also not so big as to give like a free comeback mechanic to teams that are playing poorly right like i i mostly just hesitate on uh, like doubling down on putting a comeback mechanic on something that already should be a comeback mechanic you know if you yeah getting baron if you yeah if you get baron that's a huge boon for the game and it could help propel your comeback but should it double dip into the like okay you've taken an objective bounty baron so now you get the power of the baron and the power of the objective mm-hmm. like I, we're, I don't we're know gonna see I that like seven thousand gold baron power play yeah that just did. from taking it like mm-hmm. i i'm not sure if i'm a fan of that and i'm sure it'll come out you know may, maybe it comes out a little wonky or it comes out perfect yeah. and that'll be great yeah um, the, but the it, at the end i'm sure it'll be fine when I first realized Baron was like fucking stupid OP as a comeback mechanic was uh it was an LCK game where the support stole Baron solo. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you guys don't know, Baron gives XP to your team and then local XP. Uh, if you guys don't know, oh, so I did it, not. So it gives uh-huh. um 600 XP to every member, which is a lot by wow. the way, and yeah. then it gives yeah, 800 it XP um shared. So if one person last hits it. You just get 1,400, 1400 XP. Yeah. <laughs> so Jesus. it was a support who was, like, super underleveled because there were supports in LCK. And they hit it, and they gained three levels. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it's nice. like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, so, so then imagine, yeah. like, let's let's be extreme, you know, and, and say we'll, we'll just use the 700 gold. Yeah. Um, you know, and then there's a 700 gold bounty for the for the person that last hits it plus the 300 gold that like everyone gets plus like the 25 for the person who last (laughs) yeah so you so you end up with like you know a little bit more than a thousand gold uh like 1400 experience it like again in a very extreme case yeah and that's a that's a little daunting for getting lucky on a baron's deal yeah yeah And, and i think that it's a weird one of those that like obviously objective steals are a huge part of the game and, and like playing jungle yeah but i would almost want to see it like not reward you as much for a steal as, as like a full take and but you can scale yeah. it on on you know damage dealt yeah i was gonna say like the, well, the only way i could think about doing that would be percentage of damage that your team dealt versus yep. their team dealt um and maybe yeah like that could mitigate some of the bounty and even like potentially gold and experience like I, I think right buff and soul right like points those are just gonna go to the team that gets the last hit but i i could see a world where like when the baron is killed if one team did 90 percent of the damage like they still get some of the gold and some of the experience even though they don't get the buff and, yeah, you know, probably so, don't get the majority, but maybe they get like half because they did all the work and you just stole it. It's like cool, you get your buff and you get to steal some of it. But yeah, we'll see. Well, we'll see it tweaked, I'm sure. But yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to spend too much time on it, but it, it's only yeah. for the losing team, correct? Yeah, it's it's fear fear behind. Yeah. So okay. Yeah. 
which means you have um, to probably be a certain amount of gold behind. Uh, next thing, though, is uh, new dragons. So I think dragons are the best fucking addition to League of Legends in a long time. I agree. So, so they're adding two more of them, and they're, they're a little fucking crazy. Uh, I'm not sure if you guys have seen. So the first dragon they're adding is the Hex Tech Dragon, uh, which is a dragon that... Um, well, the, the, so the map change. You know how, like, uh, Windsoul adds fucking whatever... Uh, what do you, what do you want to call it? Zoomy zones, zoomy mountain, zo adds terrain, infernal takes it away, ocean uh -huh. gives you more bushes and, and fruits. Yeah. Yeah, this one adds teleports to the map, like teleporters. Uh, <laughs> we don't Where? know how far they're going to go. Uh, the ones they show are, they add, like, they're, um, it's like on Krug, like, not Krug, on Wraith Wall right here. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know where that takes you, though. <laughs> I'm not sure if it takes you to the other side of the map, if it takes you, like, just like a short little distance, but. Oh boy. If they're big teleporters, it's fucking crazy. <laughs> they're um, just, they're, they're gonna add the little, uh, the, they're, they're gonna change the alcove that just, you just walk through and it brings you to top lane. <laughs> yeah, they look really cool though. I, I like this idea. Yeah. I, still, I hope it's not like, you literally go from like, like red buff takes you to the other red buff or something. Like, I hope it's not like that crazy. Uh, I'm assuming yeah. it won't be, but uh, that would be insane. Mm -hmm. um, I, I could see, uh, like, I think a way that they could do it which kind of use mechanics that a lot of players are familiar with is kind of mm -hmm. like you know the turret in nexus siege yeah nexus blitz yeah like you walk into the right into the portal and it's like click within the area where you want to go and then there's like a channel time so you still get there a lot faster but there's like mm -hmm. a lot of counterplay and they'll like know you took the turret or whatever yeah kind of like um, a rexi ult <laughs> Yeah, but anyways, the things that it gives you, like, stats-wise, obviously, like, Infernal gives you AD and AP. Um, so, Hextech Drake will give you ability, haste, and attack speed, which I think are cool Ooh. stats. I think those are re really mm -hmm. good choices. And the uh, actual soul effect uh, is a chain slow. So, your abilities and attack, uh, auto attacks, will have, like, a uh, static shiv type uh, proc that slows everything in the static uh, shiv, like, proc. Okay. Hmm. So, it's, it's pretty cool. cool. I think it's like pretty interesting. interesting. Um, the other yeah. Drake they're adding is um, the Chem Tech Drake, uh, which is like an alternate version of the Hex Tech Drake. Um, so when you slay, your team will actually do increased damage when your HP is lower. So the lower HP you are, the more damage you do, which is a very unique mechanic. I'm, that's going to be like very different on different characters, I think. Like if mm -hmm. like Trindamirs and shit like that are going to fucking have yeah, a heyday with sure. it. Yeah. I wonder if a character like Karthus counts as zero when he's in his death uh, thing. Like that's all. I believe he does. I believe he does yeah. based on uh, his that's HP bar. Really interesting. Um, so I'm really excited about that. The actual um, soul effect though is the same thing from the um, ability draft. Not ability draft. What's what's the league version? Uh, of the ultimate spellbook. Ultimate spellbook. It's the same thing. If you die when you have um, uh, Chemtech Dragon Soul, you respawn for a couple seconds with like a Scion like passive, and like are able to fight for like those couple seconds. Oh, so that's that's really interesting. Wait, that's so hype! It's probably yeah, I, strong. <laughs> like, but... do you get to use your abilities, or is yeah. it just bash, bash, bash? If it no. if it works the same way, you get to use your abilities. They show Ash's ult the... in the video. Okay, you you just Whoa. have the the death decaying sort of. Yeah, you're like alive for like five seconds or so. Yeah. Oh damn, man! I'm just. I, I can't wait for the fucking hate threads of people being like, oh, chem, chem tech soul action? Un yeah. Unfair. It, uh, it's unbeatable. It it already is receiving the most hate out of any other dragon. I, I did yeah. know about this one. Uh, I didn't know about much other one of the preseason changes. So uh, I think it's I think it's fine as long as it gives you 100% grievous wounds. Yeah. So the one thing that that's not even the reason why people hate this dragon. So I do think that's a, like the annoying part of it. I do think like 
it's a little bit toxic. The main thing people are upset about is that its uh, map effect is it creates camouflage zones on the map. Ooh, okay. So there's map areas in the map now that you're just perma camouflaged when you're in. Okay, I don't know how to feel about that. <laughs> and it's like pretty big. Like the video, the the image they show is like, it's it's around red buff. Um, the map's kind of destroyed, like Infernal. Who knows if it's actually going to be destroyed, like Infernal, in the actual like, uh, like uh, final version. But it's like mm-hmm. the entire area from like top of Krugs to like uh, bottom of Wraith. Like that entire fucking area is like camouflage. Yeah, so almost like the whole like wind soul like area yeah. of effect is now just a camouflage area of effect. Yeah. So meaning, like, you have to be near someone to see them. Wards won't see them. Nothing else will see them other than if you're, like, melee range of them. Yeah. It's it's interesting, man. I understand huh. why people are upset about that one. It is very strange. I think that dragons are the most fun part about the game, and adding more can only lead to positive things, though. Yeah. The, my biggest worry about that one in particular is that with how quickly you can trigger the map effect mm-hmm. right like if you take a super early first dragon and then second on respawn you can get that effect by what like 12 minutes yeah <laughs> um and at that point it's like their jungler literally can't be warded against on his camps anymore yeah <laughs> well i guess i guess you could still ward the camps because you would see like mm-hmm. it functions like evelyn yeah but yeah. Yeah, that, that's just like they they have so many paths. I'd be interested to see if they implement any vision changes alongside of it. Yeah, they might. Is like the and it also mm-hmm. could be reduced to a smaller area, so it's not like the entire mm-hmm. like jungle or whatever. But I, I think both yeah. those are fucking crazy effects, and I'm just excited. I like crazy shit, man. Like mm-hmm. I, I I'm so fucking excited to see this stuff in action. Also, I I love the memes about like um a scion getting chem tank uh yeah, like with soul GA. with GA with Zillion alt on his mm-hmm. team uh and just reviving like four times in a row yeah, and just insane. beating ass. And the by crazy the, thing is, like, I don't. Time, I don't I don't even think that sounds that unlikely. No. <laughs> no. I just I'm imagining with like the 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 way ability haste is going and some of the items available and like new ultimate hunter or whatever, it's like there there's a world in which you start with a zillion alt and by the time he's gone through the other four, zillion alt is back up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jesus. <laughs> Yeah, that's sick. Uh, either way, I'm really excited about that. They talk a little bit more about the challenges and stuff, so, like, it's going to be challenges tied to, like, oh, I've played X number of ARAMs, or I've done X number of things in ARAMs. It's, like, tons of different things. Like, you can show off these challenge rewards. Um, like, they have they, they, the reward they mention is, like, want to show off uh, your achievement for, like, never die in ARAM, like, sort of thing? Then you'll have, like, rewards for it like that. So it's just, like, tons of fun, like, goofy stuff to show off. It's always good to have, like, more customization, though. Um the other, the other things I do want to talk about more tie into the quick game thoughts and the state of game modes. I think we should just jump into, like, one of those. We'll quickly jump into the quick gameplay thoughts uh, uh, thing really quick, though. Sure. Um, this one is literally just about the end of the season. Uh, they talk about, like, their autofill and stuff like that. And t- TLDR, everything is getting better the more changes they make to the game, uh, which is good. Uh, the things mm-hmm. that they want to change in next season, though, is Apex Decay, meaning Master Tier Plus. Uh, turns out it's hard to play a fucking game a day uh, for the yeah. entire season if you're in Master Tier. Uh, so they're going to figure out that next season. And then the thing that I think a lot of people are going to be upset <laughs> to see and I think is not a great thing is season reset. 
They say the soft resets we did this year might have been a little too soft. Resets introduced some uncertainty to give players the chance to show their improvement since last year. Not resetting uh, cleanly enough takes away th uh, the breathing room uh, for players to showcase their improvement, pushing them into negative LP states very quickly. This year, we want to provide a longer runway for players to really show off their growth since last season and get proper lift off from the uh, off the start of their climb. We do this by tuning the reset to be stronger. So yeah, I. <sighs> I understand what they mean. It it probably so uh, they say that it sucks that if a new player says like you're you're silver 2 or whatever and you get reset in your silver 3, you climb back into silver 2 immediately and you're at your peak again and it feels like you can't make any more progress. That's that, sure that feels bad. You know what feels worse? Hitting a milestone like gold and then getting reset to silver 4 to spend 100 games climbing back to gold. Yeah. When to, you play 150 games in a season. fucking runway. Like, <laughs> I, I understand what they mean. I'm sure, like, I understand that, like, that is a not good system, right? Like, you immediately hit your cap and you're, you're capped, like, two weeks into the season or whatever. The issue is, the other thing is way worse. Playing 100 out of your 150 total games in the season to just get back to where you want to be. Like, that, I don't know. I, I, I'm always been of the mindset. Imagine of like, having to play like a thousand games to get back to your rank. That'd be kind of <laughs> tragic. Oh no. <laughs> but like, I don't know. It's just like, fuck man. Let, let players fucking get back to where they were last season like quickly so they can actually try to climb if they want to climb. And if they don't want to climb, they don't have to climb. Yeah. I, I'm all for a harder reset, I guess. It, it, it's just their reasoning seems to be a little weird. Like, mm -hmm. It, it shouldn't be such a journey to get back to where you were the previous season. It should be a journey to get higher or to try to maintain that, to try mm -hmm. to improve. Like it, like you were saying, it, and you shouldn't have to spend, you know, half the season getting back to where you were just to then try to get better and play at the play at the spot you're supposed to be at. Yeah. You know, it's, it's not going to be fun for the gold players that, you know, that, that we're going to go up against who are legitimately gold and like are, are having to play against master diamond platinum players yeah like it, i don't actually it, expect the reset like, to be that harsh but like e either way it's uh -huh. like I, I just think the biggest issue is like i don't know if you're playing 100 games like 100 games like to us doesn't seem like that much but 100 games is yeah. 50 hours of league of legends plus q times plus whatever and yeah. that's a lot that's that might be what someone has to spend on their season climb of league of legends assuming they're playing other game modes and shit right like mm -hmm. or, i don't know eight hours i mean that's eight hours for a week right yeah like it mm -hmm. took me like probably like 50 or so games to get back to like d2 or d3 or wherever the fuck i ended last season that's a, that's still a good amount of time like yeah yeah i think that's like yeah. i i personally think the, the higher elo they get you get the harder the reset should be and the lower elo you are the the less hard it should be like if you're a fucking silver player you shouldn't get reset almost at all, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Like, just just let these players like play, like let the let them try to climb, let them like not have to spend X number of games getting back to where they are, so they can actually make their push for gold. It just seems so fucking weird. It's so skewed. It, League is the only fucking game that makes it so hard to hit like their like what they Average. deem as like the the yeah. uh, ranked reward tier or whatever, right? Yeah, I actually feel like um, it like if you below gold maybe it should drop you down like one division yeah or one tier i don't, yeah. I don't know like whatever the fuck silver yeah. four to or silver three to silver four yeah and not any not like silver to bronze or anything yeah. like that I, I don't know like something very minor to indicate hey this is a new season good good luck but that's about that's it you know 
I remember fucking Rick Fox like playing like 200 games that one season, mm-hmm. hitting bronze, and then the season ends and he gets iron three or iron four in placements and it's like yep. oh that's cool do it again yeah like if i if i was in that situation i actually worked like really hard to hit like a goal of mine like say bronze uh-huh. in this case and i got reset to like the bottom of the game i would just not want to play i would just stop playing ranked yep there's yeah. no yeah. reason to like it's it such, a, such yeah. a big climb uh-huh. yeah um cool. the other thing that they quickly mentioned is game modes in that uh video uh, so they also yeah. put out a dev of uh, dev blog for stated game modes uh, to go alongside it. The TLDR is that hey, Ultimate Spellbook, you guys really like that, so we're bringing it back, uh, and they're gonna Poggers. bring back like at least twenty new uh, Ultimate uh, spells to add to it. Because their only feedback was that the more you play of it, the more you realize that there's only X number of uh, alts that are worth taking. Um, so it kind of limited your pool. And they also like said that like it apparently was a nightmare if like you tried to jungle because what your only spell was smite because you needed to smite to jungle so they're gonna fix yeah. that as well, um, which is cool. Sweet. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do do a quick rundown of all the other game modes. So I think uh, we should talk about them all like pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, one for all earth and earth. Um, these are all gonna come back because they're all seen as like pretty good game modes. Nexus Place will also come back sometime in 2022. Odyssey and other PVE game modes like Star Guardians Invasions aren't gonna come back because they're just not worth the fucking time that it yep. takes to make them. Makes sense. Uh, <laughs> Ascension, Black Market Brawlers, Dark Star Singularity, definitely not, definitely not Dominion, Legend of the Poor King, ne- Nexus Siege, and Project Overcharge uh, all are not coming back as of right now because apparently they have to put in like a lot of work to like update and upkeep these uh games to make them work as like patches go so mm-hmm. they just don't think they're worth it um some uh Sonata showdown not gonna happen they don't think competitive like 2v2 and 1v1 modes are worth it especially with queue times because it can be like a three minute game uh for like 10 minute queue um also i cannot believe that the the snowball they referenced was in Fro- frog and taking the snowball to double space twice was in 2015 yeah it's crazy that seems wild to me. Sorry. Yeah, no worries. Uh, Hunt of the Blood Moon, Hexakill, and Doom bots of Doom. They think that these could be fun in the future. Um, they're like in their like pipeline of like maybe we should like refresh these and make them work better. Uh, but currently they don't have plans. Uh, but they are in kind of the rotation of like, hey, Hexakill probably would be fun if we brought it back, uh, which is mm-hmm. cool. Uh, and then Nemesis Draft, they pretty well said, so yeah, fucking funny. this one we're never bringing back. It's the worst thing we've ever thought of. Turns out it's not fun to play a character that's bad. <laughs> uh, so uh, they learned their lesson there. I think, like, the, the reality is the main thing I'm, like, upset about in this whole dev blog is that they don't talk about custom games at all. Uh, I would love to play any of these modes in a custom yeah. game. Uh, and they just don't even mention it, which is really, really sad to see. But... Either way, uh, I'm excited. I, I do like the ultimate game, ultimate spellbook game mode. Hopefully, they come up with some new game modes as well to uh, add to their roster. Yeah, that'd be fun. I again, right? Hire me. Fucking just combine some of these modes. Yeah. Sounds fun as fuck to play one for all ultimate spellbook. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, Want to talk about all chat really quick? Yeah. Let's talk about all chat. So, starting in patch 1121, right is disabling all chat in all match made queues. Um, so that is anything from ARAM to solo queue to normals. Yeah. Right. It's any, any time you enter a queue to be matched against other players, you will no longer be able to talk to them. Um, they find that a lot of toxicity exists in, in those, uh, in that, um, in that chat and they're, uh, electing to turn it off. Um, I think there's not much else in the news department. Yeah. Um, but we can, you know, talk about our our feelings on it. 
yeah I guess like the only other thing to note is that the one thing take I've found really interesting is I haven't heard a single person ever in my entire life of playing League of Legends be like damn I really wish all chat wasn't in the game uh yeah Mm-hmm. Which doesn't mean that has to like lead to this. Like, it's not like you need that to come up with this conclusion. But that's like my one thing because I'm personally of the mindset of like, I don't really care. I don't think we need an all chat. I don't think there's a reason why we need to be able to talk to the enemy team. And honestly, there's probably only positives to come uh, from removing all chat. Um, but I, I do think it's funny that I haven't heard one person ever in my life until this week be like, "Hey, should we remove all chat from the game?" Because <laughs> it definitely does feel like a a like random solution to a problem that like exists but no one would have considered this like this particular method yeah and i think part of that is that like there is a world in which all chat could be like a good thing but the fact is that it's bad probably like 80 percent of the time yeah neutral 19% of the time and good 1% of the time. Yeah. Like there there have certainly been games in which, you know, let's say Aiden you're dumpstering this vein on Tom Kench. Yeah. And then you were like, "Hey, in case you didn't notice, like you can do X and Y." And maybe they're like, "How the hell do I play against Tom Kench?" And you're like, "Oh, you know, like that that Or they'll ask, yeah, they'll ask and you'll yeah. give them an answer, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, "Hey, I see that you play a ton of Tom Kench. How do I play against that character?" Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, it, it just doesn't happen enough. And I think that that's been a lot of the conversation about it always is like how to shift that ratio to a better place and like get rid of the toxicity where as like, even if you could get it to like a good 10% of the time, neutral 25 and like bad 65, like sure, that's a yeah. huge improvement. But if you just delete it, you get rid of 99% or like if you get rid of 80% of yeah. the bad. No, for sure. I mean, like, I would say most of the time it's used as a tool to either tell the enemy team that your teammates shit and they should be reported, um, or it's to just shit talk the enemy, like, player for, like, whatever play they made. That's what I Uh I mostly think about. Um, Which being said, like, the reality is it starts off on new accounts. You have to turn it on if you want to use it. Um, And it's also a, like, a system where you can literally just turn it off at any point or mute anyone at any point. Um, That being said, if there's no positives added from it, I don't think there's really any harm in removing it. And also, end of game chat still will be there, which I think fills a lot of, like, the positive aspects. Yeah, I yeah. I, I guess I'm okay with that. I, I think um, I am in the opinion that I think this is a bad change. Um, I, I, in my... So, I, I think we could all only speak about our very, you know, limited anecdotal yeah. experiences. Um, but in the very vast majority of games that i've played in at least in ranked like where you would expect the most toxicity i, I would say near 100 percent of the time the only toxicity i've experienced is has been on my own team mm-hmm. you know it's it's not been my enemies telling me like holy shit you're bad or or kill yourself or anything like that yeah you know that that's exclusively been my, my teammates that i'm that i'm playing with um so i i think this is sort of like a hey look at the change we're implementing which doesn't actually do anything, mm-hmm. um, especially because it was opt-in and it was so easy to turn off. Uh, and uh-huh. you know, several people did turn it off. Uh, and the muting function exists if you want to leave it off, but you want to mute, you know, one particular person. 
The yeah. only positive um, I have, like, that I can definitely tangibly see is the, the games where you have someone on the enemy team just taunting your team, and your teammates just losing their minds responding to them. Like, no, you're actually bad. You're you're actually yeah. just, like, uh, those games at least will be fixed. And that that's the one tangible thing where I can go, thank God. <laughs> yeah, and, and I, I don't, I don't, definitely don't want to downplay the existence, the potential existence of toxicity on the other team. Like, yeah. it, it absolutely does happen. I just personally haven't experienced it that much compared to the the flame that you receive on your own team. Yeah. Um. And, and I think like this feels very much like a riot move where historically we have had a lot of things pushed to the back burner or not even discussed at all because of the like even just potential for abuse from a certain select few you know individuals. We it took us ten years to get like lever lp reduction yeah for for ranked games because people thought it could be abused right like uh-huh. that that just should have been standard with with ranked you know I, and and i it this feels very much like a like punish the few to like or, or punish the many to to punish the few yeah and, and it, it just like uh-huh. i don't i don't know this is just such a bad way to do it you know versus other methods that you know actually crack down on toxicity in chat mm-hmm. yeah if there's so much of it that you need to turn off all chat why aren't you taking other methods to to prevent it from being used like yeah. permanently enable the profanity filter is that like such a bad thing like i mm-hmm. i would prefer to never be able to say or see the word fucking chat again versus like to not be able to talk to someone on the other enemy team i, mm-hmm. I don't think that's like core to playing league of legends but at some point, like, you are playing a multiplayer game with 10 players, you know, even though there's only mm-hmm. five on your yeah. team. And I feel like to some, like, to some core, you know, part of it, taking away all chat is, is sort of like taking away a, like, portion of the humanity of the players on the other team. And it, it feels a lot like that really shitty April Fool's where... Oh, anything you say on all chat just gets converted to a like a a, a bot message, like, and that's not that's not fun or anything. Yeah. It's stupid. Mm-hmm. I do. In my yeah, opinion. So, Nick, I think, you yeah. Well, so I think Nick brought up a lot of good points of like intermediary steps that could have been taken that I, I think I would have liked. So I mean, like, I think that part of it is like you can you can obviously make all chat a privilege and like gate it behind honor levels yeah <laughs> you can also super super punish any toxicity in all chat and instead of an account ban it's just you get you get a, like a chat restriction or an all chat restriction it's mm-hmm. like you know hey you you talk shit in all chat once you don't get all chat yeah like you you had this we gave it to you you abused it you don't get it anymore mm-hmm. like if you want all chat you have to earn it and have like pristine you know uh summoner's code (laughs) upholding um you can also you know do things where it's like available in in some game modes or others you could you know permanently enable the language filter in those modes you can also have it you know give you just a limited number of messages where it's like hey you, you you get just you know 10 all chat messages a game period yeah. Um, right. Like you can probably communicate anything you need to, but if you're trying to just talk shit, like you're obviously going to run out. Um, like uh, there's there's a lot of ways you could go about it. One thing that I just 
thought of, which is it's a pretty niche case. Um, but like, it's gonna be gone, I would imagine, then for custom lobbies too. Which like, Probably, if yeah. I was if I was uh, hosting, I don't, I don't think that counts oh, as a match, match made. made. Yeah, it's not a match. Uh, made. Oh, it's only for match made games. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I was gonna say that would really really suck. As if I like wanted to have like even like a, a tournament or like yeah, you know, it, it even just an in house like you know community nights game. Like I want to be able to call parts of fucking exhaust on Iran taking shitter. Yeah, and it's like um, I also wonder if they're going to be weighting um, ally reports versus enemy reports differently. Because yeah, without all chat, you know you're not going to get the nine reports on a on a toxic asshole. You're going to get four. Yeah, mm-hmm. unless I, I, maybe in the post game. But yeah, I guess like my final thought is I, I do think if they if if so this they said it's for testing which. Who knows what that if that actually means if it's like actually a finalized decision or not? I think like a lot of people think that this is one hundred percent a finalized decision. I personally believe right when they say like it's actually for testing. Um, mm-hmm. I do think there's a world in which they do something something like the uh, honor restriction level where like if you're honor zero one zero or one then you don't get team chat at all. Um, if you're one or two sorry if you're two or three you get all chat uh, either to like a limit sorry you get team chat um, and if you're honor four or five you get like all chat. And I, I feel like that's like not a bad solution. Only having people who are honor four or five, yeah. or even just make it five, having all chat, that would be a lovely experience, I think, personally. Yeah, probably not bad. I am. Um, my only hesitancy, and I saw this, and I actually agreed with it on Reddit. It, it's so hard to measure the like positive effect of all chat versus like being able to measure the negative effect. So yeah. if, if you say it's for measuring. Like, it's, it's really easy to, like, uh, you say it's for testing. It's really easy to go, like, wow, we turned off all chat. And, re- like, reports went down, you know, 15%. Like, that's huge. Yeah. That's really good. No. And there's no way to really measure the positive interactions that yeah. some people, you know, may have. Yeah, I just meant more of the circle jerk of, like, Reddit is, like, very much, Riot says this is being tested. But there's oh, no yeah. way I mean, ever in a billion years that they haven't already decided this is how it's going to be. Where it's, like, I, I very much... Uh, I think that if they come up with a better solution like the honor level thing, they will implement that. Uh, I very yeah, much I mean, have faith in that. There's yeah, no reason to not believe them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, I mean, they, they certainly could have just one day turned it off. Um, and yeah. I mean, part of it is going to be always community backlash, where even if that was the decision, they might have it in, in you know, air quotes testing. But mm-hmm. like in, in reality, you know, what, what that looks like, or at least how I would imagine it looks like is that, you know, somebody is looking at the problem they they take a look at the data and they say you know what based on the data that i can see and everything we can measure this would be better if all chat was just off and then what do they do they test that theory yeah yeah i get in in an ideal world maybe they don't but like they they see if that's actually the case and then implement you know what they think is the best and sure they can make mistakes maybe their values are different than ours they almost certainly are, but when you have a game with millions upon millions upon millions of players, you're never going to make everyone happy. Yeah, for sure. I completely agree. Awesome. Um, so yeah, could rip all chat, maybe. Air quotes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I think that's it for the the new news slash rising news slash thank you last samurai. Um, let's jump into what GamerCraft competitive league section. The GamerCraft competitive Bloggers? league section. I think all we're gonna do this week because it's like the middle of the uh, 
you know, like Worlds, like middle part where like they've only played half their games so far, um, is we'll tell, talk about the group standings really quick. Um, yeah. So group A, a quick little run through. Dam wants three O in first, followed by Fun Plus Phoenix, followed by Rogue, followed by Cloud Nine. I think that's pretty straightforward. Group B, Edward Gaming is in first, followed by T1, 100 Thieves, and then Detonation Focus Me. In group C, we have Royal Never Give Up, PSG, Hanwha Life Esports, and then Fnatic. Fnatic fucking boomed. Uh, and then group D, Gen.G, LNG, Mad Lines, and Team Liquid. Um, I guess, like, I watched pretty well every single game. I know you. I know Colton. You've watched very few, and Nick, you didn't have as didn't get to watch as many I of this week. Um, Sorry, boys. <laughs> if I had to recommend any games to watch, it would be one would be uh, the Mad Lions Gen G game, but watched with LS's commentary because I think it's some of the fucking funniest commentary I've ever listened to. Uh, the analogy of the raccoon is one of my fucking favorite mm-hmm. things. I thought it was gonna go so so lame because usually these analogies are a little bit whack, but it, it's really mm-hmm. fun to listen to. Uh, and my other recommendation was the Fun Plus Phoenix Cloud Nine game because that might be the worst itemization I've ever seen in a pro game of League of Legends in my entire fucking life. Yeah, it's bad. so bad, dude. Fucking doing be built fucking abyssal mask on Malzahar mid. Uh, Oh. He he took I think electrocute. He fuck it's just oh. like he built so many things. He took ultimate spellbook. <laughs> uh What the fuck? It, it's just like dude, everyone in that game just built so poorly and it, it, it's just so bad. I I would just watch it. That it's just crazy how poorly you can build cuz I immediately went, "Fuck, I haven't played Malzar in a while." So I took him into a, uh, a I actually played him in solo queue cuz I got filled mid. Um <laughs> But I kind of crushed my lane playing Malzahar mid because if you just build fucking airy Malzahar and go uh, Leandri's pen yeah, boots um, r- rallies into the other burn item, you just do a billion damage. Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> uh, you just build hey, him yep. like that and don't build Abyssal Mask on him. Uh, <laughs> uh-huh. But anyways, uh, I- I'd really recommend those two seven games. Seven years ago. Yeah, it really felt that way. Oh, and fucking, there was a game today. Cold. He looked at a Mobifier build from seven years ago. <laughs> There's been lots of itemization talk. We'll talk about it maybe next week, itemization as a general topic. Mm-hmm. But um, there's been, like, some stuff like people building Collector, and Collector obviously uh, has a better, a worse breakpoint mm-hmm. after th- or after 35 armor than Lord Dominic. So almost always Collector's worse than Lord Dom's, whatever. That's, like, not a huge issue in my opinion, like, build-wise. But today, fucking Deft. Deft was playing, and... He built first item uh, Kraken Slayer or Gale Force or whatever the fuck. The 20, there's 20% crit. Builds Infinity Edge. Second item. Yeah. And bad. then doesn't build another crit item for the game. <laughs> oh. He builds Wit's End bad. into something else. And it's like. There's no way. It's oh, like no. how. Like I understand making some itemization mistake. I think it's like. Uh-huh. It, it's reasonable at least. Wait, like, wait, wait. On Trinity, what, on was like, his, what was his mythic item? Uh, It was either Gale Force or Kraken. That gives crit. Yeah. It, I'm saying he built that item and then Trinity. Oh, sorry. And then Infinity Edge. Not, he didn't build no more. Oh, I, I'm. I'm sorry. I thought you said he. I thought you said he built collector. No, 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 no. I was. Ta- like I was just early. saying collector in general is like a mistake. Okay. Like, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't mind people building. Yeah, collector. I think he's saying the, the infinity edge second, and then yeah. also not building any more. Crit yeah. Just uh, I, I just misunderstood. I thought collector was included. Yeah. No. For sure. It's like, it, and I don't mind a lot of the blunders. Like, like in theory, Trinity Force Ezreal is better than uh, Divine Sunder almost every single game, right? And but if if someone builds Divine Sunder on Ezreal, I don't think it's that big of a fucking blunder. Yeah. But holy fuck, man, building, uh, what's it called? Building, um, 40% crit Infinity Edge is so yeah, fucking crazy to me that a just, pro player can be paid that much money and still building like that. Yeah. Especially someone like Depp, too. Like, it has been historically a very high level player for a very long time. Yeah, here's a, 
Oh, here's his. Hold on, here's his final build. He started building crit at the very end before the game. So he goes, um, Gale Force, Infinity Edge, Wits End, GA, Runons. What what character and they won is that he game, playing? Right? He's playing Kaisa. <laughs> mm. It's just so bad. Game? No, they lost. <laughs> oh okay. <laughs> it's like he was playing so well, and then he fucking just fucking builds like that. It's Tank crazy that pro yeah. players can build like that. It's so fucking wild to me. Yep, but, itemization is such a a like it's an a easy thing, thing to do. Yeah, but oh well. Um, I think we should. I think that's basically it for for competitive talk this yeah. week. We'll talk way more about it next week. Um, who did you guys have for your for your uh, crystal ball pickums? Oh, I have Damwon as my crystal ball pickum. I also have Damwon. Um, <laughs> it's who you think is gonna I, win world is what like. I I think I put Damwon. Let me see if I can find it. Yeah, if I'm you, excited. If you did one, I. I know that uh, Aiden and I did. I didn't see yours, but I didn't also didn't look. Uh, I'm just excited um, that all six Western teams are not going to get into groups this year. Yeah, they've looked very bad. Oh, it's so fucking bad. Holy. And it's crazy because um, awesome. if you watch the first five minutes of the first Fnatic game, I was like, holy fuck. I never thought Bwipo was a good jungler, but holy fuck, he's going to gap the fuck out of... Uh, who is he jungling against? I don't remember who he's jungling against, but it's like, holy fuck, he's going to just gap them he like three buffed him he had this crazy chad play oh where he flashes God. between the two middle towers of the enemy team to push him out so he has to back so he can then take his full top jungle colton you should watch the first five minutes of that Fnatic it was game. uh i think it was okay. um han was jungler oh yeah. no was I, it johan i didn't pick my groups in time oh oh that's that's all right but yeah, uh all of my who, groups who, are just like rng or were like who, picked who by the mighty point yeah, who would you have picked probably damn one to win worlds uh well so I, I i think i did still pick my crystal ball like a week yeah, yeah. It's, it's down one nice okay. <laughs> man yeah they only had hey, 24 hours that, to pick bud. it though colton because there was like only a 24 hour gap between uh uh plans the and end of play-ins yeah and, yeah that's so dumb yeah a lot of people are they complaining about it they yeah. should have just literally like they should have opened it up and just had play-in slot yeah play-in right slot, yeah. like right and then you can you can adjust it after that gets settled but there's that's uh, yeah, silly. Like, I I knew I'd like missed timing. Was it? It was twenty four hours. Open yeah. for a day. That's so dumb. Be, because play-ins ended, and then the next day, if I'm not mistaken, yeah, uh, group started. No, I, I'm just I'm asking not like it, I mean, how it is, is it possible. Yeah. I'm just like who in the organization said that was a good decision. Yeah, it's yeah. one of those things where like they scheduling uh, worlds to be in a shorter time frame probably takes precedent over. <laughs> how oh, for sure. Yeah, but either way, yeah, I'm excited for worlds. Colton, I definitely recommend watching that first Fnatic game. Just watch the first five mm -hmm. minutes. It's I've never seen a jungler play that fucking aggressive in such in such a cool way, and then it just doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it was legitimately like I think he doubled his CS like the entire time. Yeah, mm -hmm. like the whole game, and uh, I don't I don't think uh, it was Gravesly Sin, right? Yeah, Gravesly Sin. And I don't think so the, I don't think Reason died once. Yeah, which is insane. I think it was Fnatic Hanwha. Yeah, I, th I think you're right as well. Yeah. The first game. Um, yeah. Awesome. Thank you, GamerCraft, and uh, we're looking forward to, to more Worlds. Um, like into the roundtable. Yeah, so last week's question was, uh, what pick do you want to see at Worlds 2021? Uh, from our Twitter, um, Mick Blackbars said, I would love to see Nico passive mind game, skill shots, and a pro belt flash alt. Could be so hype. Uh, one who naps said, give me Poppy Jungle. It's been my one trick this year, and it shits on so many meta champs. We've seen a lot of Poppy Top, actually. Uh, from our Facebook, Elliot said, it was hovered briefly, but I want to see some shake on the international stage. He's strong in both AP and an assassin pick. I also think it'd be fun. Noah said, Trindamir, I've been preaching at how good he is for so long. And for the same, uh, for same reasons, I said it was, uh, sorry, I said he was getting 
getting him picked. I'm so invested. Uh, I'm investing. I'm invested so hard. Uh, I also can't wait for the compilation of pros missing their ultimates. We've already seen two pros miss Trinimir ultimates. <laughs> Who's so, the other one? Perks and uh, Perks and Niski. Oh wow! Yeah, I think it was Niski. Yeah, I believe so. Well, to be fair, these are those are pretty shit players. No, it was, maybe it was, maybe it was humanoid. It might have been humanoid. I don't remember. Uh, but either way, it was one of the EU mids. Um, and then from our Discord, Chug said, "Let me see that Vi mid baby." Um, Skydrill said it would never happen, but Lissandra. Sharko said, let me see Kane shit on that Kiana pick. Kane, I think, can be played, especially if Yumi's, like, continues to be meta. Oh, um, absolutely. Yeah, Kane Yumi's really good. Um, Annie Malzu said, Timo, because someone accidentally locked him in. Yeah, that was... <laughs> yeah. Um, and then Arsenis said, Kalista because she's my favorite, but she doesn't see any competitive play anymore. They keep her out of competitive play for good reasons. And then last two, Mew said, bro, give me that good old Rengar top. I want to see that pussy slay. I actually, on stream a couple days ago, watched... Um, uh, there's been one Rengar mid pick in the history of League of Legends, and I watched it on stream with uh, some of my chat. Mid, yeah, it was wild. like it was like a good team in a shit region stomping a oh, like bad team, but they play Rengar mid with Ivern jungle, and Ivern just comes in Chad mode into lanes, drops bushes, <laughs> and Rengar jumps out of them for ganks. So they like double roam down bottom, and Rengar will just yeah. drop a bush on top of Ivern. Oh, sorry, Ivern will drop a bush on top of Rengar, and he'll just dive people. It's so fucking. That's insane. If anyone wants to watch that, I'd recommend looking up Rengar mid. Uh, it's like in some like like lower tier region but it's so fun to watch uh and then ejack said uh burst out the predator cho'gath jungle i actually think cho'gath's super good if people play him i just think he won't be mm-hmm. played probably so i think he's much better in a solo lane than he is yeah definitely not jungle though. but he's just way too slow yeah mm-hmm. and then this week's roundtable question is with the announcement of the hextech and chemtech dragons coming to league in 2022 what new dragon would you like to add and what would they do oh boy i feel like this is a this is one of those questions where you guys are gonna have like the listeners yeah. are going to have way better answers than yeah. they are. Um, um, so off off the top of my head, I, I've got a couple <laughs> that like I think you could do. So like I think Lar- light and dark Drake could yeah. definitely be like an easy off the bat thing. I, I would imagine you could maybe make light give you like some kind of uh, bonus pen, like armor pen, uh, magic pen. Um, maybe dark could be like a percentage health damage or something like that. Um, you could do like a rune Drake, I think, based yeah. on right, like the whole rune Terra thing. Like, you, you, and I guess maybe that could affect like summoner spells. Yeah. I, I don't know. Those are like some just quick, not fleshed out Drakes. Yeah. No, I, I was actually going to say lighter, dra- uh, dark Drakes. Those are like the ones that I was thinking of. I think like, cause it, I, I the way I, I think the coolest part about dragons is how they affect the map and stuff and just making it so that when it's light drake just everyone has more vision like your vision radius That'd is larger cool. or like dark drake your vision mm-hmm. radius is smaller i think that's so like that that alone is yeah. such a big change for league mm-hmm. i i don't know if i have a, a like one off the top of my head without you know holding the podcast hostage for mm-hmm. you know 15 or 20 minutes I, but I, I want to see them with with so many new um, like dragons being added and you know we're discussing a lot. I, I want to see them displayed in the draft because I think they have such a large impact on the game and especially things like you know if we're gonna do you know a percentage health damage Drake yeah just just as an example mm-hmm. you know you wouldn't want to pick Scion who probably has the most like raw health yeah. in the game like. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I feel like that's important information to have during I agree. during the draft. Mm-hmm. I, I think that also 
depending if they're still going to be doing the format where it's like there's three dragons in a game and now we're up to six like knowing which three or knowing the soul could be really big um i, I could also see I, I think just knowing the soul i think just knowing the soul is the most important thing yeah i think it's that's the most like, important yeah um, this is going to be a cloud soul game yeah that's I, all that's all the info you have to give i also think that there's a world where you can drop drake to like a three minute timer and now Soul's just at like six. Yeah, you could right? do some like goofy like, shit for sure. Y- you could definitely like rearrange it like that if you want to incorporate more dragons into one game or like mm-hmm. allow people to stack more. Yeah. Where it's like, you know, okay, the fifth drag is where you determine like the map type and soul. Yeah. And, you know, the the first four are entirely random. Yeah, the main just like just yeah. to give context, the main reason is because the reason like you can't have more than four right now is because of how um, like you, you wouldn't want it to be six, and then you literally have to get like five clouds to like a team could get like six clouds and fucking break the game or whatever, right? Like yeah. that's the idea. So like with more, you could do yeah. more stuff like that, uh, whether or not they choose to do it or not. But it's cool. You know, you can always like think about it and give it to us next week when we read the answers. So <laughs> I'll do my best. Yeah. Hey. All right. So uh, where can they send those answers to Roundtable? They can send it to our Facebook or our Twitter at LeagueCast. They can send it to our Discord, uh, discord.gg slash LeagueCast or uh, LeagueCastPodcast.com slash Discord. Or they can send us an email, mail, league, mail at LeagueCastPodcast.com. All right, awesome. Uh, speaking of uh, mail at LeagueCastPodcast.com, we're going to zip into mail fight. I've got an email here from Zod that we, uh, or Paul, aka Zod, that we didn't get to last week. Uh, but it's a it's a bit of a banger. It looks like a solid two and a half pages here. Yeah. Um. So we'll we'll go into that, and then I think Nick and Aiden, you guys recorded the rest of the emails. We sure I, did. I showed up a bit late, so we'll transition into those after we read your email, Paul. Uh. So let's let's begin. Uh. If you need to get yourself a nice uh, cup of tea, get some ambiance going, <laughs> get yourself ready. I stir awake. Dawn breaking through the warm blanket of sleep. My eyes slowly flutter open and I breathe easy. My fever finally subsiding overnight, skin finally warm to the touch. Sejuani, hearing my rustling, rolls over to face me and drapes an arm across my chest, head resting on my shoulder. One of the most feared war mothers in the frail yard, but lying next to me, she feels almost fragile. Her fingers trace circles near my collar. You slept through the whole night, she murmurs, squeezing my hand. I think your wounds have mended. The clerics believe you can move freely soon, with some support. Bristle, hearing us talking, rises and stretches from the floor, nuzzling past Sejuani and licking my feet. Bristle, stop, I coax, pulling my legs in, and a sharp pain shoots through my joints, causing a pained expression. Slowly, slowly, I can draw you a bath after you've eaten something, Sejuani says sitting upright and drawing a robe over her shoulders. She stands and stretches, the outlines of her muscles still visible underneath the cotton. Sunlight playing across her straw-colored hair, she steps over to the medical table that has been set up in our quarters. A variety of instruments and salves laid out in precise order. She scrubs her hands in a washbowl and dries them thoroughly before gathering several wraps of fresh gauze and a bowl of antibiotic ointment. She sits on the bed next to me and begins to peel away my dressings. Zod, she begins, hesitating. Tell me again of your battle with Hernectin. 
A wrap on my ribs, crusted in dried blood, catches, and I wince. Of course, my love, though it is hardly a tale for polite company, I choke, squeezing her thigh. It was the fourth day when we finally caught up to the butcher, just west of Kilash village. Our horses screamed with renewed energy after days of riding without rest, and... Tell me about the fight, Sitwani says, interrupting, eyes suddenly narrowing. Gone is the doting wife, replaced by the fury of the north. She leans in, a curiously hostile smile tugging at her lips. Tell me everything. Of course, of course. My mouth suddenly dry and my breathing hastening. I raise my arms, pantomiming melee, com melee combat. I drew my blade and met his flank, working to drive him backwards into the swamp. I signaled to... Sejuani grabs my outstretched hand and pulls my forearm into the sunlight. Curious bite wounds. Almost human. She stares through me, eye twitching. And these? She rubs my bruised wrists unkindly. I've been captive enough times to recognize rope burns. I blank, avoiding her gaze, and look down. Dear, his sadism is limitless. He must have bound me after our party was, uh, captured and... Mm-hmm. Sejuani clicks her teeth, taking my chin in her hand and turning my head upward. And these bruises? Is the butcher of Sharima's latest means of torture to leave hickeys? <laughs> he is truly mad. His lust for power will be satiated by nothing. Mm-hmm. And these scratches, Sinjuani inquires, flipping me onto my stomach with a twist of my elbow. I've seen Renekton disembowel a brackern with his bare claws. But you? She traces a series of scratches across my back. Barely superficial. He must have been toying with me, the sick bastard. Mm-hmm. Sick enough to carve jinx into your backside and throw <laughs> us off his scent, too, eh? I flip over and pull the cover blanket up to my chin. I won't let him get away with this. Thank goodness we're on to his tricks together. Mm-hmm. She stands, walking over to the dressing table. It's curious. I've heard of Renekton eviscerating entire hives of Xersai, with his Bethleth. But why would he choose to fight your party with a... Sejuani pauses, picking up an instrument from the table before walking back to the bed and sitting down next to me. I look down at her hands, blood running cold. Sejuani holds an unmistakable replica of a super <laughs> mega death rocket, albeit reduced significantly in scale and of different materials. She turns it in her hands and reads the label along its side. Uh... Nine foot Piltover Prostate Punisher. She's, I think he meant nine inches, but I don't know. Uh, she stares, <laughs> eyes sharp. Well, uh, I stammer. He is adept in many martial forms of combat. He is bound to no single means of melee, and the clerics pulled this from your rectum, <laughs> Sichuani says, eyes unblinking. Oh. Silence hangs. Renekton hasn't been seen in months. He's presumed dead after reports from Ixtal, but who knows? And regardless, do we think he'll stay dead? Sejuani sits straight and leans on my thigh. Easy enough to claim victories over missing warriors who live and die as often as the sun rises and falls. I lower my eyes, unable to meet hers. She tosses the hefty dildo onto my chest, Jesus. leaning in to kiss the tip of my nose and tilt her head so her lips graze my ear. Draw your own fucking bath. 
Nice pog. <laughs> um, so in case those are, of you were unfamiliar by that great piece of art, I, I believe that was his response to the fuck, Mary kill round. Yeah. Table. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. interesting. Yeah. Okay. Um, and, and he chose to, to fuck, ah. jinx, Mary Sichuani, kill Renekton. <laughs> yeah. Um, I see. That's funny. That was so good. I, like, I read through the first part and I was just like, is this just like a fanfic? Of him and Sichuani being a couple, yeah. it definitely felt weird. <laughs> it, yeah, and then it, it and then he turned it like he always the oh that was so good. That's good. Um, so thank you for that amazing roundtable response. Uh, I apologize uh, over the parts that I stumbled on, or maybe said the wrong words, but uh, always always appreciate it, Paul. Your your, your responses are great mm-hmm, um, for sure. Yeah, so I guess on into the rest of the emails. Hell yeah. All right, our next email is from Nick, who says, Hey guys, long time listener here. I thought I'd answer the FMK question. Oh, my last three unique champs are Fiora, Samira, and Vex. We'll start by killing Vex because I ain't no predator nation in this household. (laughs) Choosing between Fiora and Samira is tough. I really like Samira, but I think I'll just have to fuck her and marry Fiora. I'm absolutely in love with I'm absolutely in love with her and that accent. That being said, I would oh god. god you can Should skip that this? part. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> anyway, you guys talked about voice chat last week and I'd like to touch on that. I personally think the cons outweigh the pros. I play league with one of my friends who is a girl all the time. And whenever someone figures out that she's a girl, they either swarm her like a bunch of animals uh, or they just make women jokes like imagine being a woman or imagine not being able to vote. Uh, or whatever i really don't think uh we have enough to gain to put women through that not to mention all the toxicity that would come with it regardless that's my opinion on the matter keep up the great work guys don't forget Ezreal's the best team comp love you nick yeah i think we have similar um, thoughts to him i just like it's just like a lot of bullshit uh for stuff like that but yeah it is it is i i still think it would be like more difficult for people to say that in voice chat than it would be for yeah. someone to just type it uh, but I can understand the sentiment, and fortunately, that's not something that we have to debate anytime soon. So, yeah. Sure. Um, cool. Thanks for the email, Nick. Uh, next email is from Deacon. Hey, gang. I feel such shame to admit I only started listening to the pod on episode 416, so I'm relatively new. But as I feel I've run out of meaningful advice from friends, I come seeking fresh knowledge or insight. I've been playing League since spring 2017, and I really didn't play ranked until spring 2018. But once I began my ranked runs, I had managed gold 2 my first season. Plat 3 or plat 4 my second season, and have been hovered uh, around low masters to high diamond since then. I've hit low masters playing mid and 80 carry both. Uh, the advice I seek is, what next do I do? I've often, I often struggle with deciding what to do next. Should I try and hit uh, higher peaks in the two roles I enjoy the most? Um, should I try to hit Masters Plus in the other three roles? What do you do when you're at a crossroads, whether it be league-related or not? Appreciate the time. Best pod to listen to on my hour to and from work commute per day, Deacon. Well, yeah. That's a long commute. Yeah. Um, I think there's what, a couple different, use? like, takes, though, right? Like, I mean, it's mm-hmm. awesome that you've hit those. Um, like, for me personally, like, uh, I've hit Master Tier, and I think the jump from Master to Grandmaster is quite a large jump, uh, I would mm-hmm. say. It's, like, I mean, hitting Diamond going, like, hitting master is like a huge fucking jump um but like master to grandmaster feels almost insurmountable i would say 
<laughs> yeah, unless you're a challenger player, right? Like, exactly. Like uh, um, uh, at the beginning of the season, it's 200 points, which isn't unreasonable. But like mm-hmm. master here is a tier, or grandmaster is a tier that is based on the number of people in grandmaster and challenger. Yeah. So like right now, I'd have to be like 450 points master, which is quite a big fucking difference than being like 200 or even just like 100 for each jump in like regular league. Um. So I've kind so, of decided that like I'm gonna keep playing the game for sure. But like I would love to. Um. My my two things I want to do next year is I want to have a a mid lane account where uh, I want to like try mid laners. I, I really fucking I, I tweeted this. I, I put this in our Discord at like ten o'clock last night or eleven <laughs> o'clock like late. And I say I said Malzahar is fun as fuck. Uh, and interesting. Uh, I think Malzahar is a fucking fun character to play, and I want to like just like learn mid and see where how far I can get with it. Um, mm-hmm. Also, I want to have a Yumi only account. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but okay. I really, I think it'd be fun if like I, I like uh, duo queued with someone who like played Yumi good, like good Yumi uh, characters like Zin Zhao, um, Kiana's, Diana's, stuff like that. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. And see how far or how strong that combo is and how strong duoing with a character like Yumi is. But those are kind of my goals. Like I think set your own goals. Like if you enjoy playing mid nady carry and you don't think you'd enjoy playing other roles, then keep playing mid nady carry. If you think you'd enjoy like learning other roles, then I'm sure those learning other roles would help you in your main roles as well. Yeah, I would, I would agree. Um, I would say, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going to side with Aiden. Kind of whatever sounds most fun to you is what you should do. Mm-hmm. Um, alternatively, you could just try to continuously improve. It sounds like you've made absolutely disgusting gains from season to season, so why not continue to play mid-80 carry and you know see if you can hit challenger? You're not terribly far off if you only started playing ranked in 2018 yeah. and you're already like, masters and higher <laughs> yeah for sure so, i don't know up to you um but yeah good luck uh our next email is from the Lesimuri. good evening gents hope this email finds you well let me tell you a story about a sudden a sudden uh eureka moment i had whilst abusing set and bruiser items in the top lane somehow i always struggled against scion even though every scion assured me i was horrible at the game and should uninstall <laughs> because it's impossible for set to lose this lane in my fifth matchup against Scion, I realized why Set should win, and I pulled Scion out of his Q charge-up with my E. Yeah, I know. Pretty obvious. After this enlightening moment, uh, it was smooth sailing against every Scion I played since. Do you guys have similar level-up moments where you've solved certain matchups you previously had difficulty with? Uh, thanks, y'all, for the time and for the countless hours of entertainment the last Samurai. And do you have any uh, Eureka moments? So I haven't personally, matchups? but I've had one, like a Eureka moment like against me uh i'm oh, playing uh, can i guess of, yeah go ahead is it gangplank no no it's fiora oh, okay um, oh, okay so i play against a lot of fiora and tom kench is one of his hardest ma- hardest matchups in the game is fiora right because guess what mm-hmm. if you use your w ever uh you literally have to use your w behind her because if you ever yeah. use it on her she just gets a free sit on you right it, it's very mm-hmm. very rough you have to use it as like a get behind her and push her back into or to turret yeah but anyways what i learned is like fuck repost is a really gross ability again god it's so strong it stuns me out of my q out of my w out of my r um so i'm like that's fine i'll like play around it to the best of my ability then as i've approached master level uh and playing against master fiores they now have realized they don't need it for the stun. They can just use that ability for the, for attack, the attack speed, speed slow. slow. Yeah. And I've never seen a fucking like player below Diamond 2, a Fiora player, use that ability just as an attack speed slow. But holy fuck, it's gross. It's crazy that ability can just be used that way, and I've never seen it used that way until like this like ELO. It, it's so yeah, good. It's actually pretty wild, because that ability is you know extremely powerful. It, obviously, it comes to the downside of keeping her stationary and yeah. on a pretty long cooldown. 
but the attack speed slow is like absolutely punishing yeah uh, especially for a character so auto-reliant like tom kench is it's just one of those things where it's like damn i, I bet there's tons of heroes that only look for stuns to use that whereas like you can just go for a short little trade where any auto attacker is not gonna out trade you when they have like 30 percent of their normal attack speed oh for sure i think i think it's only like mandatory if you instantly lose if the hard cc hits you yeah I for guess. sure but there's so few of those i feel like that are at least like easy to react to that fuck it just attack speed slow yeah nice uh i've had something similar um it, it's not so much like in practice versus in theory um i've played a lot of Sivir leona mm-hmm. uh where i play leona and you know the enemy to carry plays Sivir. um which hey should be pretty good she's got a pretty good spell shield for all of leona's telegraphed abilities uh except if you are able to um spell shield leona's e it only prevents the the e damage which Mm -hmm. is pretty low and the 0.25 second root it does not prevent leona from traveling to you um so you still get cc chained and now your only defensive ability like is is down it's uh it's actually like pretty nuts um i think that's like a very easy um matchup now (laughs) can you cast leona alt during her your e I thought yes. I saw that. Okay, I thought I saw that in pro play, and I was like, "That looks quick." I didn't know you could do that. I, like, I've probably yeah. like, done it just by clicking shit quick, but like, I never mm. physically knew that was possible. Like, yeah, I think it's um, I think it's a little bit harder uh to obviously confirm the ulti off of just a point two five second mm-hmm. um, I don't know, brute, but yeah. uh, I don't know. It looks cool. <laughs> yeah, it's really cool. <laughs> it looks really cool. Uh, awesome. I think that's it. So uh, thanks, uh, thanks, Samurai. Our next email is from Dragoon. I'm catching up on episodes, but the the week before last one, uh, one of I'm sorry, but the week before last, one of the first emails that was read about was about toxicity surrounding female players, and finally, I was given my soapbox to stand on. I myself am a female player of League, and yet I don't receive that sort of toxicity. Why is that? It's because I don't describe myself as a female gamer. It's just gamer. And when I do jump in uh, comms, be it in game or in Discord, either no one says anything about it, or if someone does. Uh, say something like, oh my god, a girl, I respond with, okay, and? these people, uh, The people who say things like that are asking for attention uh, and want to get a rise, and they see girls as easy targets for that. And frankly, a lot of girls, in my experience, play into it. They want the attention and sometimes actively seek it. Seek it. They play up being a girl so much that it's not about the game anymore, and it's the most frustrating thing when a bad play is made and they just justify it with, oh, I'm just a girl, can't blame me for that. I'm just not as good as you guys. Like, that's not how it works. Basically, what I'm getting at is no one cares that you're a girl if you don't care. And if you do get the one person that just won't stop, mute them, block them, report them, move on, incels exist. But that's not a reason to not play the game at the best level it can be played, uh, such as in comms. That's like, oh, one kid in class was bad, so now everyone has extra homework. I'm not saying there aren't legitimate cases of toxicity towards women in games, but I do think a lot of it is played up by the women in those games. Because, like I said before, uh, no one cares if you don't make a big deal out of it. Uh, it's the ones that make uh, I'm a girl gamer, their personality, that get the most hate. Sorry, not sorry about the long email. Uh, this is just something I feel passionately about since uh, I've been in the scene for going on seven or eight years now, and it irritates me to no end. Love the podcast. Thanks for everything that y'all do. Your friendly neighborhood dragoon. I think that's a, an interesting perspective that yeah, for uh, sure. is definitely different than the one we have 
yeah so far i've definitely seen like in other games i would say not in league of legends uh that not be the case i would say i very much yeah. like just like games like our rainbow six or like uh valorant or stuff like that i think is just generally people are just more aggressive and stuff and i, I don't fully agree with that but like it's mm-hmm. an interesting different perspective for like actually league of legends and stuff yeah i think so too i uh, i would tend to agree with you aiden i think um you know some of it probably is to that but a lot of it is just people being douchebags yeah and uh being super rude so i I think the essence of like um people need to not get like don't give them like what they want out of it and like stuff will change like shutting stuff down not getting upset about stuff is like a good start though if you can do that yourself if not then like i i do think that yeah muting reporting stuff like that is the the right approach right now oh definitely i would agree with you um awesome thank you dragoon our next email is from Armis. Hey, Leecast Armis again. I'm actually sending a pretty short email today. It's just a question that popped into my head. Is there a champion that you have a lot of fun playing, even though you're not very good at playing them? For me, it'd be the likes of Aphelios and LeBlanc, or any, really any high skill ceiling champ, mainly assassins. I guess I'm so hardwired to playing support that it feels way more fun to play these carry style champions and potentially pop off on them, even if I'm not playing them to the best of their ability. Keep up the good work, fellas, and keep your NA hopium tanks full for worlds. Obligatory mentioning of the length of the email in the closing line, Armis. <laughs> hopium's dead. Hopium's very dead. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately. I do, I, um, do like, I, I do agree with them. I think playing high skill characters feels so fucking good sometimes. Yeah? Yeah. Like, I mean... Which, uh, which, do, you, do you have characters that you really like but you're I just bad meant, at? Like, like, if I was going to one trick a like a new character at this point it'd probably be something like like a felios which i i think you can learn tons on you can always like do more on the character and yeah there's like different tiers right like just being able to use individual guns well being able to use two guns well being able to use when you're rotating one of your guns into a second gun so like it's a three gun combo well like those are all like things that you just can learn that character endlessly and you'd have mm-hmm. so much fun yeah um boy i think um I think I'm gonna go with Samir. I think uh, I think that's a character that I would really enjoy playing, um, like as a as like a one trick, uh, with the ability to just like absolutely one v nine at some point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I I don't know. Maybe I I do. I want to make a solo lane like Samir account and and just like see what I can do with that. <laughs> I think you'd do well. I saw those couple. I have, I'm not sure where they are right now, but when I was climbing through like High Diamond, there's the couple. They're they were pretty good. So. Yeah yeah um oh, yeah. awesome thanks armis next email is from trawler man um hey guys love the podcast enjoy the chemistry and you help me uh you help to keep me engaged in the game on that night on that note though i found myself getting incredibly frustrated i've reached level 150 and have been playing league for 10 months now first off is that a weirdly high level for that short time frame anyway what i actually wanted to ask uh, uh was about ranked i recently started to pick it up and got placed in bronze two since then i've dropped down to bronze three zero lp i mean leona with thresh is my back backup and sometimes duo but no matter what i'm doing i feel as though i never win ranked matches despite a good uh win rate in draft oh oh in normal drafts uh i watch instructive videos and try my absolute best to improve but feel myself getting tired and upset that i can't seem to climb my only goal is silver, yet I can't seem to get there. Is there hope for me? Not sorry for the length, but I am sorry for the whining. Uh, trawler man. Um, boy, this is uh, this is tough because it. 
low elo support is something that's not typically seen as something that's very <laughs> easy to to do um i think leona is a, a character that kind of scales with elo as you as you get higher elo your teammates will be able to react a little bit better um that being said you only played for 10 months mm-hmm. you know that's that's not a ton of league all things considered um and i, I don't think you'd be stuck per per anyone's um kind of justification based on just the amount of time that you've played yeah um, for sure i mean like i think that's a very normal like we were all bronze uh in our first season of league yeah um not that we're doing like a, a profile review or whatever but i just thought i'd like quickly look you up just like an example like just like to for other people who are like bronze right so like one mm. thing that you might want to focus on yourself is that in your last six games uh your deaths are 10 11 13 12 14 12 Oof. right like if you cut down on the number of times you're dying you're more alive on the map you're able to uh, contest more objectives you can win more fights uh just like like literally just focus on dying less like it sounds such a like a obviously if i die less i'll like do more but it, it really matters like i i think support is the one role that can die like 10 times in a game and not auto lose the game um but it definitely doesn't help <laughs> by any means yeah uh, uh so i um i also play a lot of leona um and and uh currently sitting at a 71 percent win rate with her over 42 <laughs> games which like isn't a bunch uh, but it's a pretty decent sample size. Um, and I'm averaging five deaths a game, which, you know, is still probably a little bit high. But for an engaged support who, you know, is typically down gold but still needs to start the fight, um, it's not too bad. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you're you're doubling that. You're doubling the amount of time you spend dead, which is just reducing the amount of gold and experience that you're getting. Um, and even though Leona isn't 100% like item or level or gold, reliant you know she still scales incredibly well um you you know with those things uh so yeah focus on focus on dying less that's um an easy thing to say but you know maybe that's a a good little starting point also mage supports are really really good low elo you can always try if you don't want to play your engaged supports try some mages and maybe that will switch up your playstyle a little bit yeah i think you you should give um i I think you should give brand a shot with uh if if you do it with brand i think he can be super good uh basically you know, you know, with any um, any any carry that can follow up on on hard CC. Once you land the stun, and you, you know, you get your full combo off his brand. With any amount of follow up, anyone anyone you stun in bot lane is gonna die. Yeah. Um. And and I think it's really easy once you get pretty good at that character to uh, to actually do that. Oh, for so, sure. Yeah. Good luck, trawler man. Keep us updated. Our next email is from Ejack. Hey guys, hope you're all doing well. I've been listening to your podcast for a few months, but this is my first time writing in. Uh, I know this is a subject that's been beaten into the ground, so I apologize for the repetitiveness, but I wanted to uh, talk about toxicity in League. I've been playing League for a year now, a close friend taught me, and until recently we usually uh, only ever played ARAMs, but a few weeks ago we decided to start playing ranked. Although it probably wasn't the best uh, time of the season to start out, we began the grind and I was placed in Silver 4. After a week or so of playing, I managed to climb up to Silver 1 and have stayed there since. I feel like we're at the rank we probably should be at the uh, moment, but wanted to ask about the rampant toxicity I noticed from day one. Ever since we started, the majority of games we play end up uh, with someone on our team trolling their brains out. Uh, This may seem like an uh, over-dramatization, but I want to clarify, I'm not talking about someone playing poorly or building off-meta. I'm talking about the Scion top whose first instinct upon loading the game was to be an ass and say, wait, why didn't anyone dodge the Singed jungle game? Which tilted the Singed immediately and resulted in the Singed taking the Scion's entire wave and the Scion going to the other lanes taking theirs. 
Oh lord, I'm talking about the O2 Garen who insisted our Vex mid only had the kills because they had given because of the Garen and running it down in Vex's lane because quote they couldn't appreciate what they were given. I'm talking about the Poppy who was destroying their lane and 2v1 and ganks who got caught out one time in the mid lane and typed FFS I'm done uh, and proceeded to run the game down despite the fact we were set to win. I have many other examples, but I think these get my point across. The toxicity is so rampant that it's gotten to the point that we are literally more surprised to have a normal game without someone throwing uh, than we are to have that toxic asshole who ruins the game for everyone. So my first question is, is this just the way ranked is or have we been extremely unlucky with matchmaking or is it just our rank? And my second question is, uh, why does it seem like Riot has no interest in addressing the extreme toxicity of their community? Sorry, uh, we reported every one of these examples and others and have received only one instant feedback report despite all of them seeming uh, to me like they deserve a ban. Does the feedback system only tell you some of the ones that are banned or uh, are all of these people getting away with being dicks to other players in the game? And finally, why is it every time I bring this up someone uh, to someone, they say Riot can't do anything about it uh, because the game is free and anyone banned can just make another account. Uh, IP banning is a thing, and while some of these examples may not warrant that, there are others that do, such as using slurs in the chat. Apologies for the character limit reaching size of an email. Thanks so much, love, Ejack. Aiden, you wanna you wanna tackle this? <laughs> yeah, I'll, I've gone for it. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. So I would address the fact that I do think that the ELO that you were playing in probably does warrant uh, or does create a more uh, of the player base that is like toxic or plays silly and off meta and kind of trolls and whatever um i i do think like kind of that like silver to gold range problem i mean that you have like the large number of the player base right and not only are is it a huge player base but it's also a huge player base pushing for like the milestone in the league which is gold to get your skins and stuff like that so people are like very easily tilted it happened in every single elo though uh, like <laughs> the fact that sometimes you have to alter your game plan to make the crazy person not be a crazy person is like funny right like if your jungler is a crazy person, but you're doing really well mid, maybe you don't take the blue buff because he might lose his mind, right? Um, yeah, exactly. It feels weird to have to play around that, but like sometimes you do, right? Uh, that being said, I do think a lot of the things that you did mention aren't things that Riot could detect. Um, I, I'm sure they want to detect it, and they have mentioned that they're getting better at detecting it. But for example, like the the singe taking Scion's top wave and the Scion taking everyone else's wave, there's no way they can like figure out that that's what happened and he was trolling, right? The, the only one that you mentioned that seemed like it was pretty obvious, like if it actually happened that way, was like Poppy running down mid and dying a bunch of times, like in the mid lane. Uh, Riot system's good enough to detect that, hey, this player probably was trolling, and if it if if they have multiple games like that, they would probably give them a suspension based on it. Um, but either, either way, like, their system's getting better. Like, they can detect shit like Syndra throwing buffs away from, like, their junglers and shit. But the system will eventually get good enough to detect, like, when people are actually, like, trying to, to ruin games. But either way, I think you got a pretty unlucky string of games. Um, but just keep at it. Like, I mean, the reality is, is both teams will get these games. Uh, it sucks when it does happen. Uh, it very much feels like a you're, you're not playing a video game. You're playing, like, uh, keep your crazy people in check simulator sometimes. But... I mean, just do your best, man. Like, it's definitely not the reason, like, I wouldn't ever blame it on your ability to climb, right? Like, just don't be one of those people who, like, says, I'm only whatever because I get these, like, people trolling. Yeah, because that, that that's never the case. <laughs> it just is never the case. Uh, but either way, um, hopefully it doesn't tilt at you too much. Hopefully you guys are still enjoying the game. And uh, just do your best to, like, learn in the games that aren't crazy. 
yeah i think um i don't have anything really else to add um yeah just keep your heads up i would assume that based on your experience there aren't a ton of sample size in there so hopefully mm-hmm. as you play more games it'll stop being um you know so uh, so unfortunate for you yeah thanks ejack next email is from john hey guys i got super excited when seeing the misfortune popularity for play-ins uh she's my second most played character after blitzcrank it has been a combination of super awesome and super cringe to see pro plays mfl uh sorry pro plays play mf at world so far there was a game where someone used alt e instead of e alt there have been some bad double up harass and there have been some pretty terrible ults in general but seeing the lane dominance is way more fun than watching ezreal farm do you think some picks are so infrequently meta that pros don't have much depth of knowledge on them are there examples of fringe meta picks that just that pros just don't handle well until they get or when they get strong sorry I usually only play her when lethality gets strong uh, because watching a double up Q take 80% of a Nami's health bar is glorious. Uh, I've been playing with builds, watching what the pros are building and scanning the MF subreddit to see how the plebs think she should be built. TLDR, either people build Kraken and Gale Force as their only attack speed item and LDR, etc. afterward, or they start Ghostblade and build Eclipse into either LDR or Grudge. Uh, in the past, the reason she was strong was always because of her burst, rotation speed, and the fact that she doesn't need to build any attack speed. Uh, since she doesn't need attack speed, she can build defensive lifesteal, lethality, or ability haste. Side note, someone mathed her Q ability to show that if you don't have any attack speed, then using Q autoing is faster, but one item or her W attack speed steroid makes the optimal play auto then Q. Also, there's a bug that I saw in Double of Stream where if you Q, then the bouncing shot hits a target, it will reset your auto attack animation. So Q auto, then W is optimal early. And if you auto Q without W up, you'll probably lose one auto as the bouncing Q hits. I'm always a fan of Duskblade, but never see it on her. Ability haste and the proc reset that resets on takedown that gives damage in a vi- and invisibility is underrated in my opinion. Do you think Eclipse is popular because it's better in pro play, or do you think it's better for all levels of play? Thanks for the podcast, John. Jeez, I struggle getting through that one. I um, think I give a pretty good like uh, analysis of this character. I was gonna say like a lot <laughs> yeah. of your stuff. I was gonna like lead into like, oh well, the difference is a lot of this is for solo queue versus pro play. But then you like caught it right at the end. You're like, well, Eclipse is good because it's really good in pro, right? And do yeah, you, like I mean, it is like Eclipse is really fucking good i definitely think it's possible to build duskblade but uh duskblade definitely isn't that good of an item eclipse is fucking crazy on her is the main thing it gives you that fucking mm-hmm. meaty shield uh just a lot of damage raw lethality um and then you have items like yomu's which like yomu's rush is insane in solo key right because like movement speed is such a fucking crazy stat whereas in pro play rushing yomu's like you're not getting nearly as much out of that movement speed burst as you would in solo key, right? Because you were like, oh, everything's way more coordinated. Um, I do think your analysis of like the different ways to throw Q and stuff is really, really interesting. I would love to see that actually matter ever, but it's so yeah. hard to tell when it actually does, right? Um, but yeah, I, I think that I think it's very interesting. I think we have seen a lot of badness originals, but I also think in pro play you have to play her way more safe because she is in a mobile AD carry, right? Meaning you want to be at the as far away as possible when you go for your ult so that like the talons the kiana jungles the zinzao jungles the whatever mm-hmm. aren't able to get on you while you're actually ulting if that means you get less ult off then that's fine because you just need to be safe is like the main thing yep i uh i i would uh, second that we've seen really bad misfortune ults um 
but I'm not sure if there's a, a lot to do about it. Um, no, I, and I think pros tend to play a lot of. I let me let me start over. I I very much doubt that there are pros that are first timing um, like champs on stage that they haven't scrimmed extensively or at least played on solo queue a lot. Yeah, I, um, I think it's more so, like people are like less comfortable and stuff, but are forced on. Yeah, it, right. Like there's definitely eighty carries who are, are they enjoy playing misfortune, and then there's eighty carries that can play misfortune, but they're forced onto it because it's ninety five percent pick ban. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like like today we saw mid lane like Jensen on uh, Irelia. Jensen looked fucking terrible on Irelia. He obviously yeah. knows how to play Irelia. He's played Irelia in the past, but mm-hmm. they obviously picked Irelia to flex her top or mid and he just ended up having to play at mid because they couldn't play at top into whatever the fuck it was it's Mm -hmm. like players are just like less comfortable on certain things and but they are forced to play it based on meta and stuff so that's just probably like why people like look a little bit rough on it i think but yeah Yeah, that makes sense thanks john and uh hey good luck with misfortune Next email is from Arsonist. Uh, hey boys, Arsonist here. Uh, after my friend started bragging uh, about how they placed Silver 4 with no effort on flex, I thought I'd hop on and do my placements too. And boy, oh boy, is this so much more fun than solo queue. People play better and communicate more than they do in normals, uh, but they don't get that worked up if you're doing badly uh, like they do in solo queue. And overall, it makes the experience just so much more fun. Uh, just thought I'd chuck this info out there for any fellow bronze plebeians like me. Uh, who don't have fun in the solo queue. I demand an apology for the length of this email. And then he send part two. I take it all back. League sucks. I suck. Support keep inting after they uh, step up and die one too many times. And it's all my fault, apparently. Uh, Arsonist. (laughs) I think that's such a funny email trade. But yeah, Yeah, it's uh, pretty good. If Lex is just super like all over the place. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like you get sometimes very good quality matches and then sometimes you just have like absolutely terrible matches um if you can queue five ban, it's a lot better yeah for Uh, sure because like it doesn't balance like teams well enough because there's not enough people playing so you're probably always gonna five stack versus like a non-five stack um yeah and elos don't fucking matter because last night i was playing uh with trevor so we were double master Mm -hmm. and two of our teammates were master and our other teammate was d2 and the enemy team was all plats uh, oh no! Uh, we did lose that game. <laughs> so it's not no like that. way! Yeah, we had two Talia one tricks. Um, oh, interesting. And the That's jungle weird. one uh, uh, picked second, so our support one played it support, um, and oh. then our jungle one played jungle Morgana for the first time. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> huh. That's not what I expected. Yeah, you would assume four masters could beat four plats or whatever, but yeah. Uh, awesome. Uh, thank you, Arsonist. Next email is from uh, Dail. Uh, Haley, cast two weeks ago, you all talked about how harassing is bad. So I'm emailing today to ask you: uh, Is it okay for me to harass Aiden about misspelling Beyblade as Beyblade? Um, and he's accusing Aiden of spelling it with an A. I've been butthurt about it ever since the 500 Jeopardy uh, special extravaganza, and I've been uh, messaging about it to him every now and then. Anyway, thanks for the weekly two-hour wonders. Uh, much love, except for Aiden. It's fewer love for him because uh, of this Beyblade debacle uh, deal. Uh, as an end thought, do you guys like the old fat pe- potato Pikachu or the newer sl- slicker, more designed for anime, more to be a cute mascot Pikachu? I like the new Pikachu, but I miss the dummy thick fat Pikachu deal. I have not seen, I don't recall seeing either. Just old Pikachu is just um, like a fat fuck was like the main thing okay like, it is, like i'll defer to aiden yeah uh I, old pikachu is like better i also had a, like a plushie of like old pikachu when i was like a kid 
So he's a little biased. Yeah, a little biased. I see, I see, I see. Uh, awesome. Thanks, Dial. I also I think it's good that I don't know how to spell Beyblade. I think so, too. <laughs> like that's, that's, a, that's a good thing. I'm sure Kennedy agrees. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah, that's uh, I, I pronounced your name different every single time I said it. Yeah. Um, next email is from Elliot. Hey guys, so I'm one of uh, I'm one of the people people on the West Coast that got up at 4 a.m. to watch uh, Worlds live on days I don't have to work. I'm really excited this year, and I was happy C9 smashed the best of five to make it to groups. However. They are kind of fucked in group A. Anyway, my question is, what the fuck is scaling and what what do casters mean when they say Gwen scales late while Renekton is an early game champ? I guess I never understood. Any clairvoyance would be nice. Thanks, guys. P.S. Morgana is kind of nutty, just in general. Thanks for the podcast. Yeah. Um, so scaling, I mean, I think it's like relatively like... Uh... I, I at least always would think it was clear. I do think the casters use it wrong a lot of the time. But for example, Renekton is a character that's a very strong, like one through six, maybe even through eleven, depending on items. He's picked a lot of the time uh, pre the nerf that came right before Worlds because he was picked as a when you have fifty percent rage, you have a point and click stun on your auto attack. Uh, so you just like flash and stun them, right? So it's like an early game thing, right? You you just flash stun them and they die immediately off again because they have no way of like dodging a flash. Uh, like auto stun uh so he's like a, a character that has a lot of early game pressure he can win most lanes he's kind of a bully yada 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 whereas a character like gwen is a character that the later the game goes the more item reliant she is the more like she has like better ratios and stuff the more she can have the ability to like 1v9 a game because her her late game's crazy it's like the late game 80 carry fantasy right when you think of 80 carry character 80 carry characters um uh, most of them are like you want to see them at like four or five, six items for them to like hit their spike. Those are like scaling characters. Uh, the way that I think casters use it, use it wrong a lot of the time is they'll just refer to a character as a scaling character. Like, um, for example, what was what was one today? Um, they had a what eighty carry was it? It wasn't misfortune. Fuck, I don't remember. So it was Ethelios versus an eighty carry, and the other eighty carry they kept referring to. Well, this character is going to scale, right? Like, because eighty carries obviously scale. The problem with referring to saying it's okay because this character is going to scale, let's just say it's Tristana, it wasn't Tristana, right, is that Aphelios scales harder. So referring to this as a scaling character does fucking nothing. If anything, it misleads people saying like, oh, it's okay, we wait for Tristana to scale or whatever, right? Uh, because Aphelios is like six items is fucking like 1v9 material. Um, yeah, so I think there's like some like a little bit of confusing uh, confusion there, like you'll say like a uh, uh, kale scales or whatever but if the enemy team has a gangplank guess what you're gonna get outscaled because gangplank is a fucking six item late game fantasy character uh, so it's kind of just like scale like early game characters are characters that obviously like bully other characters in the early game usually have like point and click abilities uh set up for early ganks etc and late game characters usually don't have very much priority in the early game can't really do much in lane usually need a lot of assistance but the later the game goes the more uh they'll scale up with items to uh carry a game yeah, I think uh, you gave a pretty pretty good answer, and I don't have much to improve <laughs> yeah. on. Um, I I would like to to add that I th I think that's mostly overblown. There are a couple exceptions where like, okay, obviously Vayne is like mm -hmm. super sick at six items, like probably can actually one v five. Um, and then I think there's things like. Oh, Renekton is dog shit late game. I he's still fine I don't late game. Yeah, yeah I, I I don't think there's any character that just becomes like oh it, like if i'm at level 18 i become useless because everyone else is at level 18 mm -hmm. uh, I, I think for the most part like 
late game carries exist for sure and, and and champions who scale to their full effectiveness at the latest point in the game um but that's not to say that every character is like either early or late or mid yeah. like I, I i don't know all these characters are still useful throughout all points of the game it's just some more useful at other points than others. Yeah, like, the biggest example to me is, like, a Volibear, where, like, Volibear, like, very much can just fight anyone all the time, like, level three yeah. to whatever, and then late mm. game, he he just doesn't, like, scale. His abilities don't have a high enough AP ratios. He doesn't, his build doesn't allow him to build, like, crazy items. Whereas any character that builds crit is probably a character that can scale all right, because that's how crit works, right? You can't yeah, the more use crit Infinity you get, the Edge until you have sixty percent crit, which means you have to have at least two items for Infinity Edge to be a good item, which is a core on every yep. single crit user. But yeah, yeah. awesome. Thanks, Elliot. Uh, next email is from Lurie. Hello, Leecast. I'm a newer listener to your show. Uh, only that past couple of months, and, uh, but I absolutely love it. I've been listening to a lot of podcasts at work lately. And despite you guys being one of the lower production ones, I actually look forward to yours the most. You all bring a fresh energy to each episode every week, despite having uh, been going for 500 episodes. Anyway, the subject I want to write about is the worsening mentalities of League players. Uh, I've been playing ever since Season 5, and I feel as though people are faster to give up games quicker uh, than ever, even though people queue up and pick stuff like Kale. As soon as they die two times, they... Uh, two times early they act like the game is totally over more specifically i think that one of the worst changes riot made was adding the 15 minute early surrender i find that the only outcomes for early surrenders are one to four uh, where one person feels like they're being held hostage or four to one where one person holds everyone hostage though i feel like uh that feeling of being held hostage is only there because you're given an option to give up early at my bad elo i know that uh my team and kate my team and i are capable of throwing at any time and vice versa with the enemy team not to mention that many champions are designed to come online closer to the 25 minute mark uh how do you feel about the 15 minute surrenders uh at this point it's probably too late to revert but do you feel as though people are giving up um people are faster to give up since it was introduced do teams at your elos nick uh, I'm sorry, Aiden Master, Nick High Diamond, uh, Colton Low Green Silver, um, finish games uh, where you guys get a decent lead and thus feel as though the 15-minute mark is enough to uh, to call the game. Thanks for all the work you do, and sorry for the length of the email, Lurie. Um, I I am a big fan of the <laughs> FF at 15. Yeah. Um, I, I do think most games are 100% winnable by either team at uh, at the at the 15-minute mark, and it's something that... Um, you know, you, you know, you shouldn't give up games. Uh, but then there are other games where, uh, like, realistically speaking, it's better for your mental if you just give up and move on to the next mm-hmm. one. Uh, it, it's not, you know, the game is winnable, but it's not worth, uh, you know, playing with toxic players or ha- having to drag out the game for, you know, another 30 minutes just to have a, you know, you know 15% chance, for an example, uh, a chance of winning you know a game yeah um i i wish it were a little less prevalent i i do think there are a lot of games where the game is like where maybe not the entire team is ready to give up at 15 but one particular player is like okay this is it i'm done yeah like this game's over and now all of you have to accept that the game's over um but uh, i i'm i'm mostly okay with it yeah it's one of those um, things where like if we were all robots then like games would be when when there was a lead the games would be over you know what i mean like mm-hmm. it, 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 like there's tons of situations that you're, you're in when you're 10 minutes into a game and you go okay if they play the game perfectly it, we have a zero percent chance to win 
but the problem is yeah. like people fucking make mistakes constantly you can be lit- like I- i'm master tier right now and there's game i've started playing like way more games out uh even though I- i'm someone who would rather just reset and play the next one um you mm-hmm. you can win fucking any game dude master players still get caught out like doing dumb yeah. shit their best player will like i've seen so many fucking 20 and 3 kianas uh keep one hitting everyone on the team and then they eventually go for the the one more one hit that they try to go for and they don't die mm-hmm. lose baron lose dragon lose double inhibitor uh and yeah. the game's back to even like yeah people just like are like are super prevalent to like making mistakes at any elo so if you want to play it out feel don't feel like you have to give up at 15 um but also do realize that if your if your entire team wants to quit and you're the one person saying no your team's probably not on the same page enough to win that game. Yeah, if it, if it's four to one and you're the only person playing, it like it's probably they've already give uh, they've already surrendered enough to the point where it doesn't really matter if it's winnable or not because it's it's literally just over based on your team's mental. <laughs> it's funny because we played in a tournament a couple weeks back. I think it was actually Clash. Uh, the the five uh, of us, the boys. Mm-hmm. Uh, Boy, and that was a rough one and our, we we won game one lost game two rough game two and then in game three mm-hmm. we kind of just went we started like losing early it all four of us were checked out with the exception of colton who uh yeah. was very much no let's play it and we're just like no we who it's a fucking clash who cares sort of yeah. thing um but we're not gonna fucking just quit out on our teammate like <laughs> or whatever but it's one of those games where we definitely only won because the enemy team just let us farm for 20 minutes without contesting mm-hmm. like without doing anything we just let them take their barons take their dragons or whatever and we just farm for 20 minutes and then eventually won the game but i also would have been fine with not winning that game and having 20 more minutes of my life back <laughs> yeah that, that's sort of how i feel as well as well yeah. i think um you know if it weren't Colton and if yeah. it were just some random, we probably would have checked out of that one. Like f- actually. Oh, for sure. Um, but yeah, sometimes it's just not worth the, the hassle of trying to, to play it out. Yeah, the video um, game. Despite, <laughs> yeah. Despite it being winnable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks, Larry. Next email is from Luck Cod. Uh, hey, LeeCast, I'm coming back after a year break, and I'm trying to grind out ranked. I left at Silver 2, and I'm now Bronze 2. After coming back, I think I went on one trick volleyball at top. The problem is I'm having uh, the problem I'm having is I don't enjoy press the attack, and I prefer a more tanky grasp or aftershock. But in games, I'm getting flamed for not following uh, UGG to the tie or to the T. Uh, I am am I wrong for not playing his most efficient build? and opting for a build that suits me. Thank you for uh, for reading and keeping me up to date during my break. During my break. Obligated, sorry for the long email, luck cod. Um, boy, this is like so yes absolutely and no, something right? that, yeah. <laughs> because like, I think in general, you can play whatever the fuck you want, but I don't know if you're gonna have, like even if you wanna play him as Tank Volibear, press the attack's still really fucking good, man. Like if you wanna play him as a fucking ap fucking e nuke character press the attack still really good like uh, every scenario i think press the attack's really good still like i think in general like I, I you can yeah do whatever you want but like just looking at his other runes like i was pulling up the rune table really quick press the attack is built 60 percent of the time it looks like um and the next highest i guess it's grasp at like 25 right so grasp is like still built and you shouldn't feel bad about building it but like Press the attack, you can literally build any version of Volibear, and I still think it's just as good. Like, I, I really think it's not bad. He has so many he has so many good early game uh, ratios that when you trade on them, having press the attack to amplify your damage is so fucking crazy. 
There are not many characters who have two separate abilities that can proc press the attack. Mm-hmm. Um, so, vo- I mean, between volleys Q and W, you only need to land a single auto. Yeah. Um, and th- before using those, you know, point and click spells to actually proc it. Um, I-, I would like to throw a special little little shout out to Conqueror. Mm-hmm. Um, Conqueror is getting nerfed this patch. Uh, so I don't know if it's like worth playing 100% still. Um, but Conqueror AP, like Conqueror Riftmaker Volley Bear is one of the most fun things I've ever played. Yeah. Once you once you fully proc Riftmaker and Conqueror, there are very few people who can actually fight you, um, especially on your, um, like once you get that second and, and beyond round of E's going, or I'm sorry, but round of uh, W's going, so you get the empowered damage and the empower healing, which both result in more healing. Like it's actually insane. Um, there are very few characters who can fight you then. So if you don't want to play Presti Attack, I would say give give you know AP Conqueror Volley Bear. Uh, I think you you go Riftmaker into Zonia's or Cosmic mm-hmm. Drive, and then the other one. Uh, and, and your E hits like a like a like a nuke. Uh, he has a sick AP ratio on his ulti as well, um, and and I think you remain a little bit more uh, relevant throughout the game. Yeah. Uh, compared to like tank volley bear or like full AD volley bear or something like that. Either so. way, do what you want, man. There's no real like right yeah. way of playing stuff. Like I think the biggest example is like Nami Lucian at Worlds right now. Um, Freak mm-hmm. is going on another fucking Twitter rampage about stuff, but Ooh, uh, nice. <laughs> you know how everyone's going electrocute, press the attack, uh, Lucian, press attack, Lucian, yep. electrocute, Nami. Freak's going on a thing that, like, well, uh, Lucian plus Airy Nami has a 2% higher win rate than electrocute Nami. It's just, like, a better statistical build, right? Which I, I think it's probably fair. I think I think Airy is a better keystone than electrocute, especially since, like, you probably don't actually want to go into fucking red trees Nami anyways. Um but that being said, it doesn't mean electrocute's wrong. Like the amount of burst damage that you get from electrocute combo, like can win you lanes, right? It maybe is something to consider. Like, oh, this isn't always the right choice, and I should consider airy in lanes where I can't one hit the AD carrier support. But like, it, it's not always cut and dry. Like Freak would say, no, it's literally wrong to go electrocute on Nami. Whereas I understand why it's not as good as people think it is, but it doesn't mean it's actually the wrong decision. It's just something to like actually put thought into rather than just blindly taking and i i think like in in solo queue i i might agree with him like aries pretty pretty good actually um but for for pro play if you're if you're drafting lucianami you're drafting it to one hit the 80 carry or other squishies like you're not you're not drafting it so nami can like support and get more value off of airy oh for sure versus electrocute like i don't know in that particular sense i don't understand like why why freak is like yeah you need super to obsessed with math just but. put just put thought into what you're doing that's like the main thing right yeah like there's tons of times where like um a misfortune will go the comet build or whatever the fuck because that legal comet for like lethality or whatever right mm-hmm. um and then build like crit items or, like, build in a way that, like, suggests they should actually be kiting, and maybe instead they should have went press the attack, right? Like, there's just put thought into stuff that you're doing. If you are going to play, AD, if you're going to play Misfortune and you know you're going to need to kite and auto attack more, kiting usually leads to auto attacking, um, go press the attack. If you're not going to need to, based on the enemy comp, maybe you go the uh, Comet build for, like, more poking mm-hmm. lane. Like, just think yeah. about what you're doing, and that's all that matters, I think. 
Yep, exactly. Think about why you want to run, you know, uh, press the attack in, in some matchups, conquer in others, yep. uh, grasp even, or, or even Aftershock. Of course. Um, and then, you know, just do whatever you want. <laughs> yeah. Just as long as you put some thought behind it, yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Luckcod. Our next email is from uh, Milky the Nico guy. Uh, hey, boys, it's Milky again, and I just wanted to first touch on the topic of voice chat and harassment. Like the three of you, I'm a cis white male, but unlike uh, y'all, as far as I know, I'm a gay guy. Because of this, I've had to deal with my fair share of harassment in games once people hear my voice. And so because of that, I rarely use voice chat anymore. The most recent example I have is from Valorant. I was 1v3 in the first round and managed to kill two, but died while reloading. However, during that entire 20 to 30 second uh, moment, my entire team of guys were yelling at me, calling me dog shit, etc. But also the F slur. Uh, uh, after the round, I typed, uh, it's funny because I am an F slur. They all flipped a, a switch and even, uh, and one of them even said, I'm straight, but I'll still suck your dick, as if that would have made the situation better. So now I only ever talk in chat if there are women speaking uh, and they aren't being harassed, although I will speak up if they are being harassed, Overwatch trained me well, or if I think another LGBTQ person is speaking. So I definitely understand where women are coming from uh, when it comes to them not wanting to use voice chat in League. Aside from that, something uh, a bit more lighthearted I would like to know is if there are any small changes you would like to see made to your main champions. Personally, I hate that Nico's tail is part of her hitbox, which makes her champion her the same size as the likes of Nasus, Tom, Orn, Mordekaiser, etc. Now, what do all these champs have in common? They're all tanks or bruisers champions that will be harder to kill because of what they buy in their base stats. Nico is the only mage in this size category, and it's already passive for them uh, to make things like tails not a part of a champion's hitbox. Uh, Aurelian Soul is an example of this. Uh, another champ I'd like to see some small change on is Vex. Her passive is strange, but when it comes uh, to being ready, you can watch the timer on the HUD go down to zero. Uh, but her passive won't be ready until after she grunts or moans. This time <laughs> is like a good half second to one second after the passive indicator will tell you it's ready. Uh, anyways, keep up the good work, boys. And I'm sorry. I'm not sorry for the length of my email. Uh, Milky the Nico guy. That's crazy, by the way. I, I just looked it up. Nico, yeah, is fucking in the top size category. Really? That's crazy. Like, the, the sides are all very, like, small things. Like, the size is 80, sure, yeah. right? And then, like, the, the next tier below is 70. And then it's, like, 65. 65 wow. is, like, 95% of the cast, by the way. Um, but okay. still, that's crazy that Nico's up there. It, like, it's literally, like, fucking Alistar Sejuani, shit like that. <laughs> that's insane, actually. It's crazy that a character that rides a boar is the same size as, as Nico. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking says it seems like she'd be the biggest probably out of all those, but yeah, probably. Right. Yeah. Interesting. Um, the story that you have to deal with that, I guess is like the main thing that comes from this. Uh, it definitely like sucks. (laughs) Like, I think that's the main thing we're trying to get across. Like when we talk about this is that like, I do think a lot of our audience are probably like men at least at the very least. And I, I think a lot of us probably don't have to deal with as much stuff. Uh, and or at least don't even notice that it exists right uh and, and mm-hmm. acknowledging that it exists is le- i think the first step at the very least and then stepping up and like trying to stop people from making it so other people can't play games would be like the next step from it so yeah so you know even though we aren't able to comment on uh an experience as someone who isn't just a, a cis white man yeah um you know being able to acknowledge that our perspective is not the only one is important um and fortunately this isn't something that riot seems very interested on interested in uh you know adding to the game especially given the um 
<laughs> uh, uh, the all chat removal, but you know that's all right. That's all right. Yeah. Thanks for the thanks for the additional perspective, Nico. Uh, I'm sorry, Milky. Um, Aiden, did you have anything about your main champ that you wanted to change? Uh, I don't think so. Like nothing's like small, right? Like there's like buffs and nerfs that I'd like to give Tom Kench like overall, but like mm-hmm. as for actually altering him. I fucking like him. I really do like the character right now. I, I, oh, I, the one yeah. thing is, uh, I don't know if this is actually true. I might be, like, on some fucking copium. I think his auto attack, when you miss a CS, like, at the last second, like, as you're, like, mid-CS and the minion dies, I think he has a longer auto attack reset animation than other, oh. any other character. But I don't know if that's just me or if it's just more, like, animated so it's like, feels longer or what. Yeah, um, but it, like I think it's a lockout. Yeah, so it feels like a long lockout. Uh, I feel that way about. Um, I don't even know if this is true. I feel that way about actions, um, auto attacks. If you cancel it, huh? It feels like there's a very, very long lockout. Which maybe, maybe you're still attacking with the same fixed attack speed that you would be. Yeah. With the second shot, the second shot isn't influenced by attack speed. Maybe that's the, that's how it works. But it feels really bad. Mm-hmm. Um, do other characters even have so animations for that like uh by the way like for when you failing like, an auto attack yeah. i don't i don't know i does tom kench have one yeah because like when you do it he like like shakes his head almost like he's like fucking upset that he like oh. is able to, it's like it's long dude it feels really could long. you could you link it like could you find it i'll in, find in, it yeah but uh um, like on the wiki yeah that's sick actually it's fucking cr- like maybe I'm on something and every character has like the lockout, but he just has an animation, so it like feels worse or something. But I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um. Awesome. Thanks, Milky. Uh, I'll go ahead and get into the next email. Yep. Uh, hi all. It's Aiden again. Uh, you might not remember, but I emailed a couple months ago uh, about who else I should play in the mid lane for my clash team due to bans. You guys uh, gave me great advice on people to try, and it went great. One of the champions you told me was Diana, who I only had a little experience with. Uh, that night I listened to your episode. I sorry, the night I listened to your response on the podcast, I hopped on League, uh, um, played Diana and dropped thirty kills. You guys are fucking awesome. You also suggested Galio, who I had never played before, and he is a perfect fit for me. Uh, I played him in a couple Clash uh, games already and have a one hundred percent win rate. I also played Diana uh, in a Clash game and did great. I had a lot of fun with your picks and wanted to ask for a couple more if you don't mind. I'll tell you a little about about my playstyle and who I like for context. For myself having fun in League, I always, I personally like to rotate who I'm playing a lot. I love switching between champs, drafting around my team, and always love to counterpick when I can. I like champs who can carry a game like Akali or someone who can farm and scale crazy like Ryze. However, after you showed me Galio, I, f- I like playing a supportive role on the team with lots of CC when my team needs it. Like, if the enemy picks a Yi or Katarina, I like to pick Galio, uh, if my team has no CC, since I always like to pick a good champ for my team comp. Uh, I'll list the champs I play or have tried out a little bit, but also some of the champs I'm interested in, and if you would think they would fit my uh, play style. I play uh, Akali, Rise, Syndra, Lux, Malzahar, Diana, Lucian, uh, Cassiopeia, Galio, Twisted Fate, Silas, Zoe, Graves, Nico, Azir, Yone, and Oriana. And I'm interested in Zed, Kiana, Cassidin, Fizz, Echo, Aurelian, Soul, LeBlanc, and Ari. Aiden. Hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm glad you found those characters. I think, like, yeah. honestly, not to say, not to recommend, not to not recommend you more, um, but <laughs> I would say that if you say you can play, what is that, 12, 14 characters or whatever it is, I would probably work on making those characters 
better picks for you, I guess. Uh, yeah. Because I would say you probably don't play them all to the same level. Say, like, uh, you, you said your main, like, is Diana, for example. You probably don't play every single one of those to, like, your Diana level, right? Mm-hmm. And I would probably start personally working on uh, characters who kind of, like, uh, don't fill the same role as Diana, right? Like, like Lucian's a great example. Like, having an 80 range mid uh, is mm-hmm. fucking crazy uh, in your arsenal. That being said, I think if you're going to learn any character, I think the character that you'd probably enjoy learning the most would probably be Echo, in my opinion. I think Echo is fucking crazy fun to learn. He is not only, like, kind of bruisery tanky, but he also does, like, assassin levels of damage. Yeah, it's crazy that he has enough damage to one-hit a lot of people without using his ability, or his his ultimate, which is, like, one of the ultimate get-out-of-jail-free cards. Um, So, yeah, I think... uh, think I, I'll echo Echo, um, and then I, I'll, I'll throw out Fizz if that interests you. I think he uh, absolutely shits on almost every single lane in the game. Um, I don't think he has like a ton of like absolutely terrible matchups, uh, but yeah, I, I'll say the I'll say those two, Echo and Fizz. Good luck, Aiden. Uh, our last email is from Sharko. Hey, Lee Cass, I didn't uh, email yet for this, but I wanted to congratulate you on 500 episodes in the movement. So this season, I started out playing mid, uh, uh, playing exclusively Sethu and some Fizz Gerald and some Karma. So set Fizz and Karma. I took a break from ranked roll swap to, uh, to AD carry for my Clash team for the last four to five months since our usual AD carry. Quit playing League. And now that the rest of the group has more or less stopped playing, uh, I was just added to play with a tournament team as their top laner. I used to play a lot of top in seasons three to seven where i played uh just tanks like maokai nautilus and scion so i know set and scion are already good tops but beyond them i feel a little lost filling this role for the team i'm not super amazing on carry champs like fiora and aurelia but feel more comfortable on tanky and supporty uh champs i can already feel aiden about to plug tom in his guide and i would definitely try picking him up but are there any other suggestions to make this transition as well as what I should try to bring to the team in comms and such sent for my 1998 Toyota Corolla radio head unit Charco? Um, so yeah, 100% Tom Kench. I feel like he fits that sort of like tanky slash supporty play style almost perfectly. Mm-hmm. Plus you have like one of the better Tom Kench players that you could reach out to for, <laughs> for questions and stuff. Um, so definitely take advantage of that resource. Um, as for that, I mean, why not just stick with Set, Scion, and, like, Tom? These are pretty... Set and Tom, I feel like, serve very similar roles of auto-attacky, beefy, like, just frontline units, you know? Uh, and, and Scion does the same to an extent where he's more ability-reliant, but still that meatball. Um, I actually think you don't have to hit a single ability on Scion in a team fight, and you can play, like... <laughs> almost 100 percent efficiently yeah, yeah. <laughs> depending depending on on how much damage you soak um for sure i also think uh, are there any other like I was, yeah are there biased. any other like tanky supporty yeah but chance? i would say <laughs> shen is fucking the definition of tanky support oh oh how did i forget about shen yeah, yeah he literally is like not only is he like a full tank but he also has the best fucking team alt in the game i would say yeah um and then he also if you get really fucking good at him can solo kill like any lane in the game so he has a shit ton of damage for uh, a character that has very little actual, like, damaging abilities. Mm-hmm. He's pretty hard to learn, like, uh, the early game, like, sword placement and stuff like that. But when you learn it, man, you'll you'll really, really enjoy it. I would really recommend it. Yeah, if you're able to get the, the, the pull through with the sword, um, like, through a champion, yeah. holy shit, your damage goes up so much. It's actually insane. 
Um, awesome. So yeah, you're assigned to Tom Kench in Shen duty, Sharko. Yeah. Good luck. Do you want to do one That'll more do email? For... Uh, like the, the, we have one from uh, Borid. Uh, oh, I didn't copy this one. Borid as a Wait, B. Uh, sure. It's the the last. It was the one from last week um, that we uh, didn't get to before Paul's email. Um, oh, okay, yeah. You might sorry. as well get this out of the way. I'll just like read it. Uh, belated congrats on episode 500. The aim is to continue these congratulations for as many weeks as possible. Oh no! Um, <sighs> many episodes ago, I wrote in about my attack speed trundle build, inspired from my favorite old section of the podcast, Cheese Pick of the Week. <laughs> Who's fucking say favorite section? <laughs> that is crazy. Um, when Col- Colton just tells us how to build, it wasn't even. It wasn't even Colton's favorite section. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this week colton's gonna tell you how to build the same items on a different character um, oh boy but anyways uh this time i wanted to turn to you for this simple inspiration for some new ideas of hilarious attack speed champion the criteria is simple it doesn't have to be good and it sure as hell won't be in ranked but it needs to look hilarious when i try to 1v1 someone some of my favorites include mr kench trundle vi all uh all the best your resident trolling jungler bored as a bee full attack speed characters there's one obvious answer and i don't know if you remember it was actually on reddit this past week that reminded me of it was it a mumu it's a mumu a mumu has <laughs> the best crit animation in the entire game uh if you don't know uh, uh, so i'm gonna i'm gonna fight that okay. because i i think a mumu's is, t- is pretty top tier but i really like science crit animation where he just fucking kicks people yeah, he does heads. kick people yeah that is really like good. it's pretty it's pretty strong i won't i won't claim that it's the best but I, I think it's, like, very strong. Yeah, it's really funny. Um, yeah, so I would recommend, like, personally, I would recommend a Uh If you haven't, like, seen it, Bored as a Bee, I would just go to uh, teamu.gg. It's, like, a model viewer. And then just, like, uh, load the Amumu model and, like, load his crit animation. Or just hop into a mm-hmm. custom game and do it. He, like, does, like, a full, like, what would you even call it? He, like, starts, like, breakdancing. It's like a breakdance, like, head spin, <laughs> almost. And, so and if he you just have... fucking bashes them with the skull. Yeah, if you have a lot of attack speed, you're doing that fucking long-ass, like, a lot, spinning yeah. animation um, <laughs> a lot. Because, like, so the idea was characters that typically wouldn't build crit, this is an old season, like, one League of Legends, Yeah, had usually funnier, longer crit animations because you could take stuff like crit runes or crit in masteries and stuff like that. So, like, you would see that animation sometimes. Like, maybe if you take 1% crit rune on a Mumu, maybe 1 100 autos, you'll see a Mumu do this fucking crit animation. Um, but it allows for you to, if you have a 2.5 attack speed and 100% crit, um, to have him just spaz out. <laughs> Is that a setting in um, Teemo that you could set attack speed and, and crit it's chance. probably honestly just easier to hop into uh practice uh like practice That's mode true, just giving yeah. yourself like infinite gold and just trying it. it it's so much fun though i would really recommend it yeah yeah it, it, you should definitely do that and watch the attack speed it's funny awesome um awesome thank you board is a b yep yeah thanks that'll do it for this episode of leecast thank you guys so much for listening uh if you want to send us an email it is mail at leecastpodcast.com uh watch us on twitch at uh blue basket at leecast frost and at keen lardout tweet at us at leecast on facebook we are leecast visit our website leecastpodcast.com join our discord dis- uh leecastpodcast.com forward slash discord and discord.com.gg forward slash leecast is that right you got it did i do that discord. right okay yeah we gotta write that one down and finally support us on patreon patreon.com forward slash leecast thank you guys so much for listening and uh we'll see you next week for episode 505 nice yeah bye 505 bye